yet paradise exists in their backyards, but everyone wants to fight to cram into financial centers. You know what I mean? Because the only thing that I've seen on these roads that connect these United States is farms, forests, and financial centers. And the inner city is just there to uphold these particular financial centers because it acts as the, con the conduit for which they get their currency from. You know what I'm saying? The, the input of the people, their interests, you know what I'm saying, their interests of uh, trying to connect directly into the energy supply that people are giving up just to be in the mix of this whole machine, this engine. All right, let me see. I might have to refresh. Hold on one second, family. Please, family. Can y'all hear me now? This is your host, Blue Pill. Peace, y'all. All right, all right. Peace, y'all. Peace to the family. Pardon me, we had a, some slight technical difficulties and whatnot. I don't know exactly at what point we got cut off, but um, what I was attempting to explain to the family is that on my way down to or our way up to Detroit or across to Detroit, what we passed through was abundance, you know what I'm saying? The, the American landscape, these lands that are definitely home to our indigenous ancestors where are just flourishing lands where there's mounds galore, there's vegetation, there's open land. The, the landscape is just so beautiful that it can only help your mind be conducive to creating something that's of a flourishing nature. Like if you're producing something, you're going to produce it to the 100th degree because the symmetry of what you're surrounded by will only allow you to bring forth, you know, the best expressions. And those mouths are energy centers, so you're going to be able to tap into these ley lines and these grids that concentrated energy exists. When the energy is concentrated at those particular points and nodes, it emanates from that point outward. So there's always a distance that benefits from those particular energy grids and, you know, it's really time that we get back to that because that's sitting unoccupied while these cities is crammed up. These cities are falling apart because the financial center has fell apart. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the financial core, this Wall Street thing has been exposed. Like, even they're biting. It's so acidic that now it's feeding on itself. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's broken up into fractions where you have 
one part that wants to continue the nonsense and the other part that sees that they're being edged out of the game altogether. So they're throwing each other's dirt out in the street, you know, somewhere like the conscious community. So everything has its correlating factors, you know. Waiting on my um, my co-host to call in, but in the meantime, I definitely see hands being raised from tonight's expected guests. So I'm going to open up the first call and welcome. First and foremost, let me bring in a brother from the ATL family. You know what I'm saying? A brother that's dear to us. This brother was responsible for making the fear of the black planet happen in the ATL. Family, we are going to be returning to the ATL. We have another date. We're going to be doing our thing May 30th, I believe. Uh, I'm going to let the brother KB get into it. This is the ghetto assignment, a foremost expert on not only mound functionality here in these indigenous lands, call it Mexum, or what we refer to as the continental United States, but he also has, you know, some profound information that speaks of how ancient and how, how ancient the indigenous culture is to this particular landmass and how we tie directly into it. So with no further ado, I want to welcome 44438. Peace, you and I rocking with the best.
and um, you know, you just see the 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 results of that. You see a situation that kind of somewhat, in in some areas, has collapsed on itself. In terms of when you look at the architecture, and the fact that a lot of what you see on the skyline is abandoned buildings now, and, and things that are just shells of what they used to be. Well, the truth is, industry has left, quote unquote, America. You know what I'm saying? Well, that form of it, at least. Hello. But as Hello? well as is that structure. Hello. I'm sorry. I didn't know if I was in. Yeah. I'm listening. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, basically, I was just talking about the fact that the way that the architects and the structure is built. It doesn't seem to be something that's supportive of productivity. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like, you know, everybody, no matter where they at, should get out and travel, especially the inner youth on the blocks and broaden their horizon. They always say travel broadens your horizons, you know. So, like, when I've made my pilgrimages, so to say, to these places, you know, they, they happen to be on land first because, for one, it was the, the, the most economical way for me to reach some of these places. So, you know, when I moved to the south, it opened like a portal and a gateway. They say Atlanta is the gateway to the south. So you're surrounded by Tennessee, Alabama, Florida, and access to the whole Gulf culture. And um, once you tap into that, this opens up a whole lot of portals. I thought I can just, um, you know, go down there and visit some places and do a easy present presentation. And, um, you know, once you slip through that portal, it's like Pan's Labyrinth. Once you go to these ancient sites, you know, and walk barefooted out there and just connect with the land, a whole lot, it's a whole other dimension you walk into. Even just driving down into the south, if you go as far as, into, uh, you know, uh, across the Mississippi, coming down, the further right. you come down, it's like you're traveling through the timeline of events. And when you get into Mississippi, you feel the energy. The oak trees talk to you. You can almost see your ancestors hanging on them. Yeah. You know, the trees, yeah, that's, everything that's, begins you know, to you. So, you know, I know what you're saying. Like, everywhere you go, even in the city, it just takes a little more mastery to 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 see beyond the uh, concrete structures and these obelisk type structures of of that's keeping us locked in this matrix, you know, if if you can't see any of that, you know, the street names are are the last remnants of the existence of a of a once ancient past. If you do the research, indeed. Um, just give me one second. I want to turn the phone line on to bring. Calls the brother Red Pill off. Peace. Peace, Peace to the God. family. Peace, God. What's good? Peace, God. How's everybody? Everybody good? No doubt. I, I was just, um, I was actually on the line since the show started, and I was um, enjoying the yeah. conversation that you were having, giving out that information about the mounds and that trip that we took and the importance of us recognizing, you know what I'm saying, our 
indigenous culture, you know what I'm saying, which was not living inside of the concrete jungle. You know what I mean? That trip that we took, as well as many of the trips that we've been taking, has been one that's magical in the sense that the, the revelations, the things that are being revealed to us, the, the common sense that is being shown to us of, you know, the solutions. So I'm just honored to be here to share this with the family. I'm honored that the Brother Ghetto Shaman is here to share this information with the family because you were responsible a year ago when I went down to Atlanta. You took me to the Etowah Mounds, and we went forth with that ritual. And when we, when I got I got back in touch with these mounds and this energy that emanates from the mounds, I haven't been the same since. I haven't been the same since. So I give you top honors for being the 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 the, uh, the brother who have paved the way, the gatekeeper of this mound culture, and allowing us to see the science in that. And and hopefully, with you and the other brothers and sisters that call up tonight, we can share this information with the family, which in my books is one of the most practical solutions at this point right now. You know what I'm saying? Right now. So. Mm-hmm. You know, Detroit was beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Like my brother was saying, Detroit was, um, it's a great duality going on out there. On the surface, you know, it looks very um, disheartening. It looks very desolate. It uh, It looks like something happened out there in terms of what they're doing to our people with the programming. And it looked like they pressed the pause button on them in the 70s, real talk. We, we have to, that makes you wonder, like, wherever our people are in, in, in the so-called ghetto, that's why I call myself the ghetto shaman, because mm-hmm. it, 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 it's an acronym for giving healing experiences to those oppressed. And all of us, all you brothers, are ghetto shamans. So it's just a title that we all fit into you know, for the oppressed and most of the shamans of the third worlds, they live in things that we would consider worse than a ghetto, considering where we're from in the state. Yeah. You know? So, um, you know, basically when you look at where our cities are most poverty stricken, you know, it's something resonant there. It's and, something and that- there. Exactly, and work on these people for a reason and hold them down. Just like in Louisiana, they you know want to say they're below the poverty belt, but in Monroe or Epps, Louisiana, there's a great site called um, <clears throat> the Bird Mound uh, and Poverty Point. That's the mm-hmm. name of the town. They call it Poverty Point. Why they call it Poverty Point? They call it Poverty Point because during the war in the early uh, Whatever war they fought, um, the soldiers were, were, were poverty-stricken, didn't have any food or any supplies and anything. So, you know, they, they oppress our people. And, and most of these mound sites be in the heart and the center of the ghetto or outside of the ghetto. Everywhere mm-hmm. I go, I'm going through a ghetto to get there. Yep. And they know nothing yeah. about it. And, it, and it, it, shows you, it shows you by the condition of our people that are basically surrounding these mounds, that there's something going on with the work that they're doing on the mounds against our people to to keep our people in these conditions. Yeah, and I want to concur. Them. I want to yeah. I want to concur with what you're saying with the whole dichotomy of Detroit 
that even though on the surface it may look desolate, it may look heartbreaking and whatnot, the people we came in contact with, the people that we were privy to meet, the people that we were privy to meet on that Saturday afternoon, you understand? Show me that these were the roses in the concrete. These were the lowest lotus flowers that grow in the murky waters. All of the people that I met were people of high enlightenment. You feel what I'm saying? They were all, like you said, ghetto shamans doing the light work, and they all showed up as one in unity to hear the message that the brother Valentine was giving out because he was out there emanating the light that he possesses, and they were absorbing that light so they could take that light and go within their communities and begin to do the work. And he gave one of his most, um, I would say, for him one coming of. back on it, one of, yes, I, I, I would never say the one, one of his most prominent, one of his most relative lectures of 2010. This is the first time that he has come back out. This right here was a part one. And he laid it all out. He put it out in perfect. He put it out in plain view. He put the images out there for the people to see. And he was basically building on, well, for the part one, he was taking them back to Akhenaten. True. You understand? True. Showing that the reign of Akhenaten brought forth the uh, the whole monotheism, the whole one God religion thing. You know what I'm saying? This is the true fall this is when you look back in history, this is the fall of us. This is, and he showed with empirical evidence that this was the fall of mankind. This is when we began to uh, devolve and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? So I encourage the family out there to support Dr. Valentine directly with the DVD that he put forth. He did one on Friday. It was the wounded womb. He, did, he, he, uh, he addressed um, the whole issue that we're going through with our queens, with our mothers, with the goddesses, he, he dealt with the wounded womb. That right there is a classic. And then on Saturday, he did the lecture, The uh, Metaphysical War on Archetypal Humanity, Part 1. And it has subtitles that I don't have in front of me, but I encourage everyone within, within, within the reach of my voice to support that man on his website and get that DVD from him. It's important that we do. Yes, and I'm saying to support him directly because of the simple fact that this brother gives time, he gives energy, and he gives a lot of research. He sacrifices so much to, 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 to go forth and get this for the people. But, you know, a lot of the times he will never see any residuals from the work that he is doing amongst the community because there's a lot of dishonesty going on. There's a lot of pimpery going on, and the brother is not being compensated for his intellectual property. So he has decided to take it upon himself to begin moving and, 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 and promoting his own products. So for the family, he's going to do part two in New York. Yeah. We're going to be, we are going to, we are going to make sure that we get together as a family, the different promoters that are in New York, we're going to make sure that we get together and we're going to make sure that the brother comes into New York to deliver part two of the lecture, which is basically going to address many of the issues, many of the maladies, many of the crimes that are being committed in New York in the name of consciousness. And he is more important as being the one who can address it because he is 
the one, if you look back, if anybody does the knowledge on the metaphysical community, he's the one that started the MU. That's the metaphysical underground. So the father could only be the one to spank the child. Brothers can start asking in the chat room. They're asking in the chat room what's his main site Um, to support. Um, what is his site? Uh, Kemet, the Kemet. Kemet University. We'll, we'll, yeah. We'll get it. We'll get yeah. It. If, on the, if you're on the computer, um, Blue, you could pull that up real quick. It's huh. a .org. Just put Kem E-M in the search and it'll come up for you. You know what I'm saying? Now back to the mounds. Let's build on the mounds. Let's build on those mounds. Oh, I'm like a powerful, I'm like a 40-year-old virgin right now. <laughs> I saw a 200. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. I don't, I'm not cutting y'all, but in the meantime, while you was talking, I got more hands raised in the call queue. So while you continue to build and expound on it, I just want to open the line so we could be joined by the God, Yazoo, who as was the gateway for us, KB was the gateway for him to, for his recent trip that he took to the mounds, you know what I'm saying, out in St. Louis. So with no further ado, peace to the God, Yazoo. Peace. That's my dude right there. Peace. Peace, peace, Yazoo. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. That's my comrade peace, down God. here. Yazoo, you there? Is he there? Peace, Yazoo. Yeah. Okay. Just continue building when he come in. You know what I'm saying? Well, me and you, and shout out to Abundance Style before we even go any further. Shout out to yeah, Abundance absolutely. Style who was the navigator of the vessel. That I call it the time vessel because we were going through time zones. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Abundance Child who made the whole trip possible. Without her, we would still be in New York wondering about what happened in Detroit. You know what I'm saying? But she's part of the Stop Playing movement, and when we reached out to her and let her know that we were, right, we were, we were ready to make this move, she said, stop playing. We're going to make this thing happen. And we had many obstacles in the way. Feel me? And that always happens when you're doing things that are divine. Many little obstacles popped up, and we hopped over them like hurdles, smiling back, and kept it moving, and we did what we had to do, and we took that trip. So I give ultimate salutes. Yo, give us some, give it a, give it a legal shot. Yeah, so, um, yeah, give us some legals. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? A true, a, a true trooper right there. P, give it a legal shot, man. Legal shot. Legal shot. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she held it down. Hold on, hold on, hold on. See the wisdom. She get two rounds for the wisdom. Come on, God, you gotta have that cock ready and loaded, man. You say what's the shot? It's automatic. Come on, God. Yeah, like, 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 master model, though. Right here. Live to the Lord. Yeah. Casualties. 
Yeah, abundance. You know I mean? We owe you a lot. I thank you for Real talk. being. I'm thank you for being the soldier, you know the warrior that you are. You know what I mean? For making that happen. So, um, me, abundance child, and blue pill witness with our own eyes the beauty. You understand? The beauty of the land on that way to Detroit, especially in Pennsylvania and in, in, in Ohio. We saw a two hundred foot pyramid. Covered, yeah, we saw yeah. we saw a two hundred foot pyramid. Straight pyramid. Like it wasn't created by mistake. It it wasn't like the the, the, the dirt just decided to come together and create a pyramid. This was a pyramid that was created by somebody greater than me and you. You understand? And it was covered in trees and whatnot. And we bear witness to that. We saw that on the highway. We saw a serpent mountain, a rolling hill serpent mountain that, that was so, oh, man. And you know, I, I mean, we, we like, I, you, you know how we like, you know how we like, you know how we like green things in life. <laughs> Filthy. You know how Filthy. we like green things yeah. in life. That that thing Ain't just looks like appreciate the greenery. It's just like a whole bunch of broccoli, man. Yeah, <laughs> rolling hills are OG. Can I, can I can I add in something? Right, that's the best way to explain it. Yes. Can, can yes, I add can. in something? Yes, you can. Indeed. Am I am I am I still on? Am I there? You you live and direct, Indeed. brother. Okay. Okay. Um. This like this whole awakening for me is, is sort of a, a quick prophecy because like starting like 2003 when I've been making these pilgrimages, you know I'm gonna keep it get all my my articulation is you know whatever but um, I've always put in the protection and the upraising of the consciousness for my people to 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 to, to link into this to this frequency because I've had some in, uh, crazy experiences at these sites, you know, and mm-hmm. learned that I was some sort of a medium and I had to fight with them in a sense not to take over this vessel, that I'm in control of this vessel and, and be easy. So it's like for, for for what's happening now, you know, it's a beautiful thing, you know, and, and I say when you go, you know, um, show respect to the red natives, you know, who were the custodians, and learn their story as mm-hmm. they inhabited these mounds and, 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 and kept certain oral traditions because when you get deep into their culture, I don't know how dumb they were playing, but they will tell you to this day, we do not know who built them. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, once you get past that and go through the ritual of learning what it was, that that the the indigenous inhabitants at that time were there, then the mysteries begin to open up using your key, your ankh, right. you know, coming there in a cleanly state, fasting. I would prefer you to fast and make sure your body is cleansed. You know, um, you can even take it back to the Islamic days, like when you took a shahada to make sure your pubic hairs were shaved, because these are temple mounds. So, mm-hmm. you know, symbolically, you know, um, after you have fasted to shave pubic hairs and, you know, under the arms and and go and in your purest state that you can, 
because sometimes, you know, you can feel the energy off the top and, and receive direct communication there, depending on how sensitive you are. Um, some some places you go, you feel nothing. But when you go home or go to sleep after downloading that information, you know, um, or your thoughts that you projected because they do situate themselves on zero-point references of the grid, um, mm-hmm. very powerful, man. It's, it's, it's certain works, and they're starting to see us come more in numbers, the Nubians, the, the melanated beings, as you know, they look very surprised to see us. And the luxury we have of being out there with no one is even extra mm-hmm. phenomenal. So, you know, I mean, we're going to make a run. We're going to do a ritual one day on the solstices and the equinoxes or new moons. Um, well, you know. They only allow us to be out there in the day. So, um, you know, on these days too. we can go and project. Yeah, until thought. we change that. Until we change that. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm it's being changed as we speak. I want to open up the line to the next caller that actually just came from the Surf of Mounds this weekend where they put major, major work in. And, you know, I'm sure that he can, you know, pretty much co-sign everything you're saying about the need for a certain sense of purity when you visit in the Temple Mound. So with no further ado, I want to open the line for caller Calling from six one four six three eight. Peace. Can you hear me? Yes, yes sir. Can you hear me? Yes, we do. Peace, God. Peace. What's Peace. happening? Well, everything's um, good, brother. Uh, just want to uh, thank y'all, fellas. I'm uh, uh, this is Brother Nefer Tamu. Um, we had the gathering up the Serpent Mound this weekend from the 13th, 14th, and 15th of May. Um, it was a very beautiful and historic event. Um, there was a beautiful group of brothers and sisters uh, that came together, and we really made history something very profound. Uh, the ancestors let us know right then and there on the spot that uh, they were very excited and happy that we came there because, you know, for those of you who are working with uh, energy work and spirit work, our ancestors need us. And um, actually what ended up happening was uh, we found out that uh, for those of you who do read or have done research and read on the Dogon Mysteries, the Sumerian Mysteries, and Kemetic Mysteries. Yes, uh, the truth of the matter of, about the mother, the mothership, the giants uh, existing, you know, there being a uh, 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 supernatural, um, highly technological society, advanced society here on this planet before it all fell. It is there, just like you brothers said, you roll all through from the Carolinas, the rolling hills, all the way from the Carolinas, the Smoky Mountains, all the way up through uh, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Appalachian, Indiana, Missouri. All of those mountains are nothing more than the burial places of our ancestors who we called either the Elohim, the Netaru, the Anunnaki, you know, 
they're all there. There's no there's no more mystery or mythology. So if somebody wants to say that, you know, it didn't exist, there's enough evidence for you to take it back to where um, there's a, a a guy, the guy who was a rock, the the man who was uh, the guy at Serpent Mound. His name was Roth, uh, and he said that they say that that is the spot where Adam and Eve bones are, and that not mm. only not them them, but their children's children, and that the oral tradition that you guys were speaking of there is that that is the place where Adam and Eve's bones are and all of their descendants who lived for hundreds of years. Um, as a matter of fact, they say that uh, the, the, the Native society in that area orally state that there are people who are buried there, chiefs, the last of the so-called Nephilim who lived to be 200 years old right there on that land. And older, mm-hmm. you know, and supposedly everywhere there's a tree that is on that land is a chief that has been buried there, deep beneath that mm-hmm. ground, that mound, you know. Um, and I have to say, you know, personally for me, it was 11 years of vision work manifested. That's real. I'm 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 eight. That's real. Wow. Peace, brother. It's a pleasure to meet you. What's your name? Uh, my name here, uh, Nefertamu. This is uh, uh Okay. Yeah, it's the ghetto shaman. The ghetto shaman. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, a pleasure ghetto to shaman meet you. Ali. How long? Yeah. We. <laughs> speechless right now. Um, I did have some information that I did want to put out there pertaining to Serpent Mound. I don't know if the people in America are quite aware. Um, There's been crop circles being formed in this country. And back in 2003, 2004, um, Serpent Mound, across the field, there was a crop circle formed there. And um, you have to see it. Um, I can put the images out there. But um, some people attempted to decode the information, um, some white people or whatever, and they found that the formations of the crop circle, this is what they say, um, has a relation to the Dogon and the Sirius uh, star systems. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. How so, can they well, Google that, that specific crop circle? If they want to Google um, it, where would they put it under? Google in Ohio. I mean, okay. this is information I've been collecting for the past eight years, and I thought I can just go to one mound and do a presentation of some sort. But when I went oh. there, I slipped into a portal, and it's just been right. the past eight years of gathering information. Let me see I if have, I can open this line for Yazoo up again. See if the brothers joined us yet. Please to call a caller from seven seven zero eight nine five. Brother Yazoo. Peace. The yeah, switchboard is acting up. Just mm-hmm. give it a second. Yeah, continue, y'all. 
Uh, yeah, can I, I make a statement real quick? Get them Indeed. Um, speaking on the crop circles, um, I've been painting. Uh, I have two paintings of those crop circles that I did, and I didn't know they existed. I had went to visit Serpent Mound, and just like the visions that I had been having where I was drawing sketches, I have sketches and paintings of a Mexum as it was before Atlantis fell. Mm. And see, it mm. took 11 years of me, you know, receiving all of these messages and things, and when I finally moved back up to Ohio, because the journey started with me going down to Eagle Rock Mound when uh, the brother Dr. York was having everybody come down to Eagle Rock Mound. Well, mm. what, what we found out, uh, what we found out by the tour guide was that there's a straight line of the human body's chakra system that starts from Georgia up to Michigan, mm. and Ohio is the pine, Serpent Mound is the pineal gland. Yeah, I knew it was special about Ohio because when I was there, it was it was phenomenal, and and um yes, the brother is 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 true and living with his information because I uh, anybody who knows me know I was raised in 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 the tabernacle off the information my family lived in the tabernacle and um, like like he said I always stayed close to the master and kept my ear close. And at different times, you know, uh, I've attempted to move in, was tempted to move in, you know, and that's one of the reasons why I moved to Georgia, because of the spiritual energy to be next to the master. There's no other master I've witnessed that is disciplined and as thorough as Dr. York. I don't give a fuck what nobody say, you know. Amen. Never never sits down. Everything is in his head. And he comes forth with that truth. And I came down here, got caught up in the matrix a little bit. And one day on my lunch break, reading the newspaper, AJC, Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Indian town still mystified natives. And then it hit me, like, nigga, you forgot what you're here for? And it's been on and cracking ever since. I don't get tired. I rarely sleep. And I'm about this information. And, you know. I'm 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 all the way live with it. No doubt, I co-signed that. Because when we came down there last year, no, we came down there in '08, right? And um, um yeah, you yeah, me, King Urias, KT, we came to the A. We had many plans on our mind. We went to the Edowa Mounds. We did the ritual. And when I say ritual, I don't mean sacrificing any living animals, and I don't mean anything that anybody would not want to partake in. Libations, libations. Yeah, the only rituals that I'm talking about is being barefoot, dealing with libations and absorbing the energy and sending forth intent. Nothing out of the ordinary, and everything began to fall into place after that. Then we get the duat right after that. Yes, sir. That'll, you know what I mean, and 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 it's it's been a journey for me personally ever since. And I, I definitely want to send my thanks and my gratitude to you for even doing that. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, because when we was going to the mountain, I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> and you and you was following too in another car like uh, in, yeah my, my thing is my, my my thing is any any of the other brothers that come from up I, I like to call myself the Harriet Tubman of the South from my brothers back home and um the first thing I, I like to do is go to the mounds before any matrix activity or any lecture we do for the weekend I like to go right. there and let y'all get it in and just walk and absorb that energy so that once we leave there, then you can see the magic begin. But being that we went on the last day of the trip, I knew you was fully charged up for once you got back into the concrete jungle and that magic would would begin to happen. I started Nodalez TV after that. How about that? (laughs) You know what I mean? To put it in perspective... I came home and started Know the Ledge TV, okay? Now I'm on my 100-plus episode of just putting forth consciousness and reality the best way. I mean, you know, I'm just turning the camera on and just letting people see what I see every day. You know what I'm saying? If YouTube would allow me to put an hour to 10 hours up there, I would, but they only you give gotta, me 10 you minutes. You got to do, a, um, a, I believe, a director's. You got to uh, sign in as a director. And, and no, what we're doing those, is we're taking it away from them, and we're doing DVDs now. We're just yeah, going to do they, they, production. They censor. They censor. Yeah. They censor my whole page. Like I'm in a pocket somewhere that nobody no, talks about nothing. They won't let me put the Valentine up. Tell them, um, Blue, Word. we tried about six times today. No, YouTube at this point has gone overboard. Like the the Titanic had sunk on that on that ship right there. That's why the people just. Uh, following Nodalesh TV, you'll see that I haven't been participating in that venue as much as I used to for the simple fact that, you know, it's been compromised. That whole YouTube thing, we have to we have to come up with programmers amongst our inner circle, not the outer circle. You don't hire nobody for this. You draw within the pool of the talent that you have in the inner circle, and we mimic that open source because all of these websites are open sources. Open sources means that everything is right there. All you have to do is tweak it. So what we have to do is take one from the inner circle, mimic YouTube, and create our own channel. Mimic World Star Hip Hop and create our own channel so we could see the brothers and the sisters on the mounds whenever they go to the mounds. We are delighted to see that. So we begin to see mound videos from all around the world. We begin to see lectures from all around the world and things of that nature. So this is what we must do at this point. Indeed. Yeah. It's going to come a point. I mean, they, they really control, they try to control what you do at these mounds. Um, when I first was going to Etowah, I had video footage where they had signs posted dead in the center of the top of the mound that any religious rites or practices are strictly prohibited at this site. Go see the manager for a First Amendment uh, place where you can do whatever you want to do there as far as drumming and meditation. Um, you know, uh, right. I mean, they really they really lock it down. They understand. I had a brother who went to Kemet, and he wore my unks out there, and um, he was like the natives was really like bugging over them. And, 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 and one of the guys 
offered him a, a, a taxi driver or something, offered him land in Aswan, and he said it had a, a small temple on it. And when, exactly. when they dropped off at the site, he was an Arab guy or whatever that you see out there, and he told them, he was like, yo, people come here and do, you know, magic things and he just told him and he wanted him to know that we're not your enemy so there's something resonant in the people us here when we go back to our ancient sites and and do our prayers and rituals and we leave they feel that i don't know if the ground is shaking or they can't sleep at night but you know um, we are the last of the last and uh, part of the remnant, you can see that who we are when in Katrina and the suffering we went through, that all of the world's nations uh, wanted to just give billions of dollars to us. Now, if we were set up as a black nation of some sort where we could have received that money, you know what I'm saying, and aid, you know, but we have to unify regardless to. Uh, uh, what our personal beliefs are, you know, right, and, that, exactly. and that's really that's it. That's all I feel. I don't care if you were more a Muslim or Christian. We all have the same common oppressor or oppressions that we deal with every day. We got to right. be able to come together no matter what the fuck we into, you know, let let it be money. Money is everything to niggas. So, exactly. you know, let's get our economics together and, and build this nation so we can teach our people in schools and hospitals and whatever, man. I mean, time is yeah. running out. So really, I just stick to the prophecy and don't even care, like, you know, get on my Buddhist thing and, and just sit. I can go down in the flood and the flames or whatever. You know, I'm going through the I'm going through the doorway. But I like to see a victory. The best or thing that you could do, ghetto shaman, is demonstrate. You know what I'm saying? You just got to demonstrate. Can, you just gotta, yeah, I can you be have a, to, I can, example. You have to, but you have we to need each other. All day. All of the us. The sad part about you know, this whole conversation is there's going to be some people that will forfeit this information due to disillusions and disinformation that they've inherited. It's not even their own thoughts. Feel what I'm saying? Right. Because a Buddha, lot of our people... Buddha sacrificed his life. Because once he achieved the state of nirvana, I guess he felt guilty. I can't quote it verbatim, but he sacrificed his life to raising his people up so that they can experience nirvana or bliss as a whole. Because what good is it if I got a Philly on and my people still broke? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so that's the, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Dr. Richard King, you know, in a conversation I had with him, he he was saying that, you know, I asked him, how can we develop our melanin? He said, based on Ankhenaten and the Egyptian sciences, it, 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 it has to do with the way we relate with one another. So the fact that we can't relate with one another, we are affecting the development of our of our of our uh, melanin. And, mm-hmm. and the activity of our pineal, because this is a collective consciousness. Yep. Yep. Totally. So I'm I'm happy, man. I'm happy, you know. And I was inspired by Dr. York when he 
presented Eagle Rock Mound, and I went there, and, and the energy is incredible. Yeah, we got to reintroduce that. You know what I'm saying? He brought it forth. He did us the favor. Now it's our turn. We got to reintroduce that on higher levels at this point. Not only do we go to Eagle Rock, not only do we go to Stone Mountain, we go there and we got to build something, or we go there and we have to set up some kind of communities in those areas. Like, the days of speculation are over. It's time to do. It's time to activate. You dig what I'm saying? The people will respect us when we go to we, – we get respected whatever mountain we go to because we're going in proper personia. Even if it's mental, even if you don't have the card, you got to yeah. go there mentally knowing, look, I'm coming back to my shit. All right, I woke up. Um, excuse me, get off of my shit. Get off my mound. Let me do what I got to do. And they like, thank God you showed up. Tell them, tell them what they told the brother yeah. who went to hold the mound. Hold on, hold on. I want to turn that brother's phone back on because I see that his call might have been dropped. Call okay. the caller from 614 I want to hear more from him. Spell. Please, Hi everyone. Peace. My name is Seth Shep. And I was Peace. Uh, Peace. Oh, the group that went to uh, Serpent Mount and it was um an amazing Peace, experience spiritually. Peace. Um and you're right, you know, when they saw us coming, you know, a lot of the people that were there were thanking us for even being there on the mound and being there to help reawaken or rejuvenate that uh, area on the planet, you know, yep. knowing full well our capability and that we are the mound builders because we had several people say to us, you know, we're glad you came. We know who you are, you know, and, you know, I'm getting chills right now just thinking back to it, you know, it was, it was, uh. we even had the confirmation of the transformation taking place because, the butterfly was carried down the mound, down the serpent, you know, mm -hmm. and initiated us all to let us know, you know, the transformation was taking place, and they was thanking us, you know, the ancestors thanked us for being there. So mm. it was, it was very, um, very profound. Yep. You know what I'm saying we had similar experience when we visited Stone Mountain about three weeks ago. They were coming off of the mountains, thanking us, taking pictures, like filming us, like they finally I showed up. The hawks, the heroes, and the falcons were coming to us. We were seeing, I was seeing cardinals and blue jays and whatnot. It was nine of us, nine um, heroes popped up in the sky. Circling. Mm -hmm. As as we explore the mountain, we find trinkets and all kind of stuff. Of course, I mean. This, this, but it, I mean divine confirmation, not no mundane. Divine no, confirmation. No, it's all divine, brother. Yeah. Mhm. Mm I, so, I, I, I was in a in a mound in North Carolina, Town Creek, and you know I did a minor ritual. I seen other people coming, so I knew once they left that plateau, they was coming where I was. I was inside a structure on top of a mound, and I went in real quick. And um, they had a black, the black, the ancient black drink on an altar with a conch shell, and I couldn't believe it because it was something that I was studying for a minute. And, and I went in real quick, and I got out and went to another site, and they came in. I know they probably smelled the incense and was going to snitch on me, but uh, when I was at the other site overlooking the river, 
three Heirus came and swooped down over the mound I was just in and circled it. I was able to get two on film, and I knew I knew that it was confirmed and accepted. You know, yep. so you have to look at your your totems and and those archetypes. Mm-hmm. You know, they they they're there all the time. There's just too many just to share, and I feel like if I share too much, I don't know some certain certain things. Yeah, know, I feel that. One on one, I could kick it with you, but. You know what we need, though, Get a Simon? On my personal experiences. Exactly. You know what we need, though? The same way that me and you would go to Super Bowl in the 2000s, back in the 90s, back in the early 2000s, the same way that me and you would go on ski trips with hundreds of us just going to the Poconos so we could get high, get drunk, and ski and dance at the pajama party. You know what I'm saying? The same way that we used to do that. Is the same uh-huh. way that we have to come together now. I'm talking about 100 deep. Wait a minute. I'm talking about 500 deep. Nah, I'm talking about 1,000 deep. Going to these places, these mounds, spending the night out there or spending the night right. in log cabins or whatnot, and then spending the weekend out there, charging them up with the same intent, creating stuff, bonding, networking, charging these grids up, and making and watching this whole shit change. That's when we begin to do that, that's when we begin to change it all. Because my my million dollar question is my million dollar question is what else are you doing, huh? You working for a corporation, huh? What you doing? You hugging the block? What are you doing? So what, I mean, what are you doing that's more important than that at things. this point? If you could get to a mound and put in put in and put in some energy, some energy work, or you know. Um, use certain crystals and utensils like the keys and things. You won't have mm-hmm. no problems on the job. You can you can really be right. there and not of it. You know, I mean yeah, everything right. is necessary. You know, everything you is necessary. Your own job. Well, um, one of the things that that the uh, god up there said that they had researched for sure that Serpent Mound was the heart of the rest of the mounds and chakras around the planet. So they said that the more people that that gather at Serpent Mound, the faster these things will open up. Wow. So it's at this particular... Is that the or the heart? That is the original harp system, Serpent Mound. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and And when we walked around... I was saying, when we walked around the mound, um, you could see that up underneath or uh, from the bottom um, half of the mound, because you can walk down from the side of the crater and walk around, and you can see that there are portholes all through that place. Mm. Yep. Yep. That's one of my crown jewels, little ones, serpent mound. Uh, yeah, See, people 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 get duped by heart because what we fail to remember is everything that they present to us in a mechanical technological form is only a duplicate of what we can originally do. So they have to create heart. We are heart. We are the heart that the angels play. We do know how yep. to make the weather change. We know how to bring about earthquakes. We know how to bring tornadoes. 
all of the the majority, not every single one, but I would say about 70% of the tornadoes and the hurricanes that you are seeing hitting this bitch is directly tied to what Marcus Garvey said, look for me in the whirlwind. You understand? Look for me. Look, I got the article. They just threw it out. And um, what was it? USA Today, one of them. One of them joints threw the article out where they said that everywhere that the, uh, you know, that the tornadoes, the bad weather is hitting, Mother Nature is ravishing, everywhere is ravishing is along the Bible Belt where they had, you know, a very bad track record of how they dealt with the indigenous. Yep. They know it and we don't. We don't even know that the we the movie is being made right now. This is a tragedy that the movie is being shot, and you ain't even showing up to the movie set. You don't even know that they're making listen, the movie right now. Listen, listen, they be shooting movies at these ancient sites, and I'm telling you, when they go there, they get possessed. I got information before uh, from a news press release that Mel Gibson was shooting Apocalypto. Yeah. <clears throat> And, and and the pyramids he showed was actually in Guatemala, Tikal, and things. But he chose the jungles of um, Veracruz, and right where our ancestors first base. And 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 at the making of that movie, the the actors had got possessed. That that played mm-hmm. Jaguar Paul. One of the brothers was running through the jungle and. He got something stuck in his Achilles tendon, and they didn't take it out, and he shot the rest of the movie, you know, uh, just possessed off that energy. And after seeing what he did and the way they promoted the movie, I thought he was going to go in like, you know, he did The Passion of Christ. You know, I knew he would, you know, bestialize the movie somewhat. But, um, you know, as we can see, as, as, as things have played out, how he was possessed and started screaming on the Jews and things of that nature. Um, you know, if you just, you know, review the movie, he really he really made it like a mythological story. He didn't deal with no dates, no facts. He came from part of the uh, myth of the Shalom Balaam. Um, and basically that was it. I just know, and I have also some other news articles uh, of of a of a scary movie that was going to be shot in Monroe at a mound site. Well, it was supposed to be at a national park, and they end up shooting it at at a mound site. And just being on the land, they had to change the whole script. So did Mel Gibson have to change his whole script? You know, so the energy is there and it's resonant. You know, I just so think, it's time oh. for some yeah, it's time for some movie crews and some screenwriters to hit the mound. You know what I mean? Go put the the mound, the empire, the the mound strikes back. Something, make anything. I mean, I don't know because you know the spirit realm really uh, controls what we do physically. I've went and tried to true indeed, true indeed, my little shit, and 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 it didn't work out that way. You know, so it's all in respect, man. It's always in respect, and 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 you have to ask, you know. And you can right. feel the energy. You can't feel the energy and say, I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do. And yeah. you'll see what they're going to do. Real talk. Right. Yeah, because you're well, the, the mouths are telling me. Uh, yeah, the mouths are telling me that they need to be made. They need to get put in film. They need to be, you need to do something that's dealing with the magical properties of the mouths. 
Like, let's take this shit, let's take this shit, let's put the image of these mounds and put it in the minds of our people that these are magical pieces of land right here. And we have to show the people that by by what they did to the mounds, it's like sorcery, you know what I mean? It's like black magic what they did to the mounds. It's a spell of the highest degree that are on the mounds, which are like the power eminence of this land that we live upon. These are like our batteries and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? And these things have spells on them. So we got to show the people through the batteries. Say That's again. why they got toxic dumps. I said they putting acid on top of the batteries. That's why they have toxic dumps on top of most of the, you know, of the mounds. mounds in these particular well, places. Well, but what, what, my, my take on the mounds that exist today, we got to think back. We're going back most likely hundreds and thousands or tens of thousands of years uh, of mound-building culture. And the ones that exist today exist for a reason. Why those mounds haven't been touched? Because the ancestral energy in them is so strong compared to the hundreds of thousands of mounds that have been destroyed across the nation. Now, when they destroyed those mounds due to uh, agriculture and things like that, they knew they were destroying the earth chakras and the resonant energy that controlled the collective consciousness of that nation. This is the same nation they enslaved us in and held us captive. So, you know, it's about a couple of tens of thousands of mounds today. So I find it very special that any mound exists as a strong existing mound, and one of the reasons they really harbor over us when they see us come out there, you know, you come out there, I say fly under the radar, you know, control your African garb, just come out there with your with your fruits in your bag and your libations and what you want to do, fly under the radar, because they will call a man on you and try to lock your ass up if they see you trying to activate some shit. Yeah. Yep. Stealth that shit. Well, if, the, um, if we check out the YouTube clip, the brother Yazoo threw up, you know what I'm saying? He was dealing with, there's a story that goes with the mound that he was at. And that story is one that's straight for Hollywood. Like, it's an Illmatic mythos. And, um, you know, those particular stories do need to be converted in, in, in some sort of cinematic fashion. Yep. You know, you're just telling the story the way the stories are told. But this mythos happens to have a connection to your actual existence, you know what I'm saying, and the actual prophecy that was laid forth that is unfolding at this particular time with us playing part in it by, you know, being the ones that are actually activating and turning things on. But we have to be very mindful and we have to be very humble to these particular energies because you have to be, like the brother said, it's a whole purification ritual that goes along with it so the energy could properly move or oscillate through you the right way to tell you exactly what the energy wants you to do. And then you, you know, as a decision of that particular energy, you bring forth, and then that's where the magic comes from. So, you know, we have to, it's, it's a very careful job. It's almost like a priesthood system, you know what I mean, when it comes to caretaking and taking care of these mounds and nursing them back to health. You know what I mean? But those who are assigned to heal must also be healed themselves. 
the brother the brother that went to um Serpent Man, I'd like to hear more of his experiences, please. Okay. <clears throat> well, uh I wish that uh some of the other party would um come in. They may be on the on the queue because I really can't tell this story without everybody else, honestly. Is the sister still on the line? Yes, I'm here. Yeah, can you please can you talk about um the experience? Yeah, hold on. Before they do, I just want to say that I don't see any um, callers calling in. If if you're part of that particular party, Brother Kyer, if you're listening, Sister Myra, if you're on the line, can you please raise Brother your Aileen. hand? Call in number, yeah, Brother Eileen. The call in number is three four seven six three seven y'all two one three five. That's three four seven six three seven two one three five is the call in number. Just in case. Those parties might be listening on the internet. Call in on that particular line. Raise your hand, and I'll bring you in on the call. All right, please continue, y'all. Please continue. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh okay. Well, um, being on the Serpent Mound, <clears throat> you feel like a lot of you feel a lot of energy there. Still, you know pulsating actually um and mm. you can actually feel that there's like hollow ground under the mound because there was um brother Tamu drew he had a crystal and uh yes. he dropped it in the center of the tail of the serpent and you can hear it and feel it vibrating throughout the outer um la- layers of the coil um all the way through it you know and he went all the way around there Exposing this uh, vortex field, this hollow ground that wow. um, that that's under here, and we had a gentleman who showed up with his uh, dowsing rod that stood in the center of it, and they started going crazy. They were spinning all around. He's like, man, this is a real vortex field here. You know, we can feel that energy um, the whole time we were in in the vicinity of the mound, all around it. We even had the experience to go under. You know, and look at some of those caves under the under the serpent mound, all the way up to the mouth or the head of it, and see some wow. of the entrances where they say some of the giants are buried, and um, you know our ancestors are there, and they're waiting waiting to be, like you said, rejuvenated, reawakened, um, so that this power can be uh, exercised that we need to use to continue to rise and grow. Mm. And there was even a um mm. what we found out later when we sat in the in the egg of the mound, there's a um spot where there used to be a tree. And for some particular reason we were led to move a rock that exposed that hole where the tree was and in that particular spot, you know, that was where the ancestors wanted their sweetness and their fertility, you know, so they had we had to do a um offering there and you know, wind began to blow, and we had the the um, hawks and the um, actually vultures flying in the air, and the birds. And every, mm-hmm. I mean, everything just magnified, maybe seemed like ten times. It got so loud, and you could feel the energy level raise up. So we knew what we were doing. You know, we were in the right place at the right time, doing exactly what we had right. been sent here to do for this great serpent mound. You know, because it's representing, you know. 
Kundalini, getting getting everything in balance, in active, ready to go, and do this work that's that's set before us to do. So I plan on actually <clears throat> visiting more of the mounds and you know continuing with the healing process that the that the earth needs. You know, she she's groaning and moaning and she's fed up. And one of the messages that came to me clearly was that. Um, in order for us to heal her, not only do we have to touch these mounds in groups and in droves, you know, we as women have to step up and, and start start the healing process amongst each other. We have to find that place where we do get along. There can't be any more bickering and arguing between us. We have to find our common ground and unite as sisters and build up the sisterhood. The goddesses need to come forward. Because our gods are waiting, they're ready, they're doing their thing, and it's time for us to stand up where we belong in the forefront and do our part, do our piece, and put that more of that <clears throat> feminine energy out there and and bring the family together completely as a whole, and that's how the healing completes itself. Damn, long for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are patiently waiting. Mm-hmm. Our sisters, our sisters are, are, are fierce. Like a lot of brothers, you know, they they cry. They want a conscious sister who's on it and this, that, and the third. But then when their woman develops, and and, and they see how, how fierce she is or sharper she is than his own being, they try to suppress that. So right. you know, sisters need to you know just get away from them type of dudes and. No, we just plant seeds. Everybody comes together and learns something from each other. But if the contract right. is up in that relationship, we must move on until we find what we think is our air like. You know, mm-hmm. we have to remember we're not we're not always going to be with somebody for for life. Like we want to say forever. You know, there's uh, reasons and seasons, and we got to learn how to recognize what that is. <clears throat> there's a difference. You know. You know, you, you learn you learn certain information from these conscious brothers, but then, you know, if they if they seem to be oppressing you and you're and you're just natural being, then you know it's time to just keep it going. A lot of sisters leave their conscious brothers who the relationship didn't work out, and, and they tend to like not even be on it no more. I just hope that they continue. You know, just please continue. Yeah. And that's where the sisterhood comes in because we have to be there to develop that strength. And that's what I mean where we got to be there for each other, strong, like you say, fierce. You know, we got to have that backbone with each other, you know. And that, that, that's, how it, that's how it needs to be, you know. So when that relationship does come to an end, she still got that comfort and community. What's up with this song? Comfort, that, that sisterhood to help her continue to develop and be strong. Hold on. Well, yeah, you can't attach consciousness to a relationship. Like, you know what I mean? Don't become conscious of oneself. You know, don't become conscious of oneself only because you're in a relationship. Then when you're in the relationship, you stop being conscious of yourself. Like, that's, yeah. you know, you're defeating yeah, I mean, the perfect. It's a two-edged sport at times, but I don't want to get into the water roses. A lot of women, I ain't going to even say a lot. I'm going to just say certain women appear to be conscious with their brother, and, and they're only conscious because they're with the brother, you know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in the long run, it doesn't pan out that way in the relationship, and the brother feels, you know, um, 
like he's just been sold out in a sense, you know. So yeah, looking for the we real. need to relate relate with one another and be real. State our objectives in the beginning. Like if you with this, you with this. If you identify with the struggle of a black man and what he's going through, you know, then that's that's first and foremost, I think, because we have um, the same struggle, but in, on a different token. The women are treated different in comparison to the men. So if they can recognize the oppression that the men is going through twofold, and, and you know, I think we can win because we can't win and get nowhere unless we have our women's consciousness and all of us in the same channel of the same consciousness. I mean, but this doesn't it, make if we got their body and, and we're not in mind together. And it's like Alexis Salas said. What the fuck is your God? What does your God look like? If your God doesn't look anything like the nigga that's laying next to you in the bed, then there's a problem. You understand? So the number one shit is who is your, what does your God look like? This God that you pray to, what does he look, does he look like that man right next to you? Do you know that he's God? If she don't know that you're God, then, you know, you're going to run into a brick wall. I don't see this caller with their hand up, but I, I noticed that this is a number that I'm supposed to be waiting, awaiting, so I'm going to open up the line. The number starting as 336-263. Peace. Caller from 336. It's our night, baby. Peace. It's our night. Peace. Yes, indeed. Peace, can you introduce yourself, caller? It's our night. When it's our night, man, it's shut down. So let the sister continue on. Indeed. Peace, Queen. Oh, okay, well, you know, um... I have to agree with what you said about as far as the God. He has to look just like the man you land with because that that he is, you know, and vice versa. She has to be the goddess who you see, the beauty, the queen, all mm-hmm. of that and more, you know. Um, and yep. it's going to take us to work together in order for us to be in our proper place for who we are, you know. God has to lift up goddess. And she has to lift him up in return in order for us to be on that playing field, you know, understanding, overstanding each other, the struggles, being there, uh, uh, assisting, you know, um, creating, having having the bond that is so strong that there is nothing from the outside that can um, shake it, you know, what they what you call her tep. That has to be inner in that circle, in your circle. In your entire relationship, it has to be on that level, and that's the only way that when we go into these mounds and we're touching on these mounds, we have to have that intent because that's the thing that's going to heal and it's going to go through all of us because as we follow each other in this procession going from these mounds and igniting these chakras, you know, we're going to be impacted by that as well. We're going to feel it. Each one of us, as this weekend happened, every last one of us that was near, too close, standing on a mound felt it because we were all in the same place together 
As you said, they was traveling right. in the time time van. You know, they you got we all were. But y'all was going through the time zones literally. So therefore, you was taking us with you because I felt like I was in everywhere all at the same time. Right. No, exactly. I wanna, we I wanna open up the line to um. I want to open up the line to allow one of you know an individual that was also there with you and went through that experience to add on. So I'm going to open up. Line two five two seven six seven. Peace. Yes, peace. peace. Can y'all hear us? Peace. Peace. Yes, we can. Peace. Yes, we can. Peace. Yeah, this is All right, we finally on. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna go first, God. If that's okay. Go ahead, Queen. <laughs> Man, it was wonderful, and then it was even G. Can y'all hear me? It's not a backlash. Yes. Peace. Yeah, you loud and clear. Peace, goddess. It was so powerful. Hey, I tell you, what's time East Peace Goddess. Thank you so much for making this manifest. As a matter of fact, they came down to the mound that was um, manifested at the spring equinox that we've done for the last three years. Yes. We've been to nine mounds, y'all. This was the most powerful. So when the God Samu said, this is the heartbeat you can show, feel it. It was over 300 people at the one in, um, in um, Town Creek Mound. The brother came, brought the flyers. He was like, look, sister came. Y'all got to come to this. We did. And this was the smallest mound trip, but it was the most powerful. Um, I can't wait to Sister Myra get on the line, too. Um, <laughs> fairies right, were singing. Can you tell me, oh, can you tell me what Sister Myra's area code is? Hers is 336. Okay, what's the first three numbers in her um in her call? In her, uh, let me check. Let me check. Yeah, her number. Hold on one second. All right. You know what? I don't got Sister Myra number in this line. Yeah, Brother Kaya didn't get to send me that. But I do see a hand raised from 336-965. Let's hope that well, this Pull them in. Pull them in. Uh, yeah, that's me. Uh, Peace. That's me. <laughs> Peace. Peace. Everybody. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, indeed. While we're at it, I will also want to bring in the Brother Ogun. As well, he's God. Oh, God, have everybody in at once. Ain't nobody um, brought me. Have I, am I in, Sister Myra? Am I in? Yes, you are. Got it. Okay, okay. Um, I just want to take uh, open the okay. I want to open a line for Brother Yazoo 770895. Peace, 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 brother. Back in. Back in. Yeah, let's do 10-minute segments. Sister Myra, we'll take 10 minutes okay. from you explaining your experience. Brother Yazoo, okay. we will take 10 minutes from you connecting the dots to show them how their experience is connected to your experience. So we already know that all of your experience are connected to ours. So okay. please, let us begin. Uh, all right. Uh, I want to start with um, the the reason we had the timing of, um, you know, our uh, journey to uh, Serpent Mound. And it all began because uh, Brother Tamu told us that there was a special chosen a group of people who needed to go there. But um, and he put me on figuring out the time span for to do that. And it turned out that Serpent Mound, of course, represents the Scorpio energy. Uh, the Draco um, star system. And uh, so it came to me, spirit came to me to say um, that we would have to do this in the new moon of Taurus. 
uh, the new moon of Taurus, there's no more strong uh, new moon than the Taurus energy. Uh, that's the time to plant your seeds for what you want to see blossom uh, for the new age. Now, what you have to understand is that on August 11th, 1999, there was a fixed cross in the sky uh, indicating the reversal of energy out of the physical to the spiritual rotation. These uh, were demonstrated in the four fixed signs of the zodiac, which represented the four horses of the apocalypse to tear down the material kingdom. Now, it started in Leo, the fixed fire, and next it moved into Scorpio, the fixed water. Next it was into, the sun went into Aquarius, the fixed air, and the last to wrap it up was Taurus, the fixed earth. Then we saw earthly things tearing down the material kingdom, money, health issues, the earthquake, and after, uh, so all the energy has been released to tear down the material kingdom. So now this is what this last leg of this fifth cross is representing um, for the new moon of Taurus, opposite Scorpio represented as serpent mound. Anytime you put uh. opposites together is when you create energy, you see. So this is why this had to be done at this particular time. I just wanted to add that up. I was I was told when I um, we were going to have the trip that we were going to be greeted when we got there, and as we were moving up into um, uh, the mound, Serpent Mound, uh, our van filled up with orbs, many many multicolored orbs, and I and I got it all on videotape. So um, all these different color orbs, and we got sensations that were out of this world. It was as if we were on a high roller coaster, the way the energy was so vibrant. You see, everyone in, in the van was just going through some changes. Uh, the, whole, uh, the whole experience was truly spiritual. It's truly validating, um, you know, that uh, we were there for the reason we were there. We were greeted as gods. Uh, we left. They said they had a tree there that uh, always got hit by lightning anytime there was a lightning storm. And this was like uh, the stem that energizes the mound. So uh, we went and hugged that tree. Uh, and when we left, um, the storm started up, and it started up as a lightning storm. So it confirmed the fact that we had done what we needed to do because we were now, it's now being energized through the lightning as it hits that tree, and the reactivation has already begun. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Wow. Truly amazing. Um, yes. The connection, you know, if I might add in just a little bit, is even when we came to Atlanta, the weekend that we came down to Atlanta, did the brother KB, who stands at the gate, brought us to Atlanta to do this particular lecture, Fear of a Black Planet. My presentation was about draconian star uh, the star system the constellation of drake of draco draco you know, emanating yeah. yeah emanating at this particular time through the rapper drake who comes from the northernmost tip which is canada uh and he's a scorpio as well representing the scorpio constellation yeah. hip-hop probabilistically yeah. represents the same number as the star system known as polaris so hip-hop is the most fixed point you know, in, in the constellation. But when that constellation, the mythos of the procession of the equinox is that Polaris gets knocked out by the draconian system that comes in from the north and knocks it off from the north. So now hip-hop is being taken over by a northern force called Drake, called Draco, who is himself a scorpion. 
in the eye of the Zaconian system, the constellation system, is a star system called Rastaban. In the Nordic myth, Rastaban is the Iceland volcano that erupted. The Iceland volcano is on the same fault line that runs straight to the uh, earthquake in Haiti. Uh, yes. As the brother yes. uh, Ali Muhammad dropped in his class last night. So putting all of these correlating and connecting factors together, I'm seeing it, and us as me and my brother being Scorpios as well, and our transformation came by way of us traveling through Ohio on our way to yeah. Detroit, Michigan, which is also our country. We not only saw the the most grandest display of mounds in Ohio, we also saw a 200-foot pyramid that was disguised as a mountain just because it has trees on it, but it was clearly a pyramid. Clearly. And that entire country is, is like a comedic forest. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Yes, and you have to understand that pyramid on the back of your dollar is just a mound. It was it's the seal, the great seal of the mound builders yes. of this landmass. You are Moors, you are indigenous and, to this particular place. You yes, are cosmic and, people. And your and cosmic me, alignment is... Yeah. Wow. And we can attest yeah. to going through a portal on the way to Detroit, you know what I'm saying? Like that's without a doubt. So the energy this is how the this is how the ancestors work. This is how the this is how the movie plays out. The energies that you created in Ohio on Serpent Mound was the vortex yeah. in which we went through on the way into yeah. Detroit to put in monumental yeah. work. Yes. Yeah. You know what well since you keep bringing up the um Detroit, we have a mound um, ritual um, going to Moundville July the 9th, 10th, and 11th of this year. We're going back to the mounds, and um, we're going to go to the Phoenix Point. So this mm. is actually the 8th chakra um, location, the, the Phoenix rising from out of the ashes. Um, so um, we're going to be going back to Moundville there to Detroit um, July the 9th, 10th, and 11th. So anyone who wants to come, please um, join with us. They call that Moundsville because in that that territory, Detroit, we like to call it, has the most mounds. Also, everybody there knows that if there are our mounds, and the ones who sold us out refused to go to them. So y'all know we yeah. have to go. Yeah. Not only that, while we was up there, fam, I'm going to just drop some law because y'all know that's what the Moors do. Um, Chief Elamira and Chief Alnur of the United Washington Doug Demonia, um, let the family know that um, necessary documents were being passed. Um, um, excuse me, manifesting the lodial titles being honored. As soon as you find the information on the county quarter's office, they send a form to the tax administrator's office, and you are no longer mm -hmm. taxable. Not only that, they also pass bills um, stating that they cannot remove squatters from those dilapidated buildings that y'all were talking about. So it's some powerful yep. things right. manifesting, God. Yep. You, <clears throat> question. You Are you no longer taxable uh, state and federal? This is land. This, you're not, your property is not being taxed. I mean, we, we ain't mastered everything because we don't know everything, because ain't nobody telling us this. We have to, you know, trial and error, you know, applying the information yep. that we have read and studied. Right. So that's, that's the answer to that, God. Yeah, just by accomplishing such a, such a monumental feat yeah, and not there. getting your land tax. That's no, monumental no. within itself. Oh, yeah, my they God. They can't oh, tax God. that. Yeah, 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 yeah
family yeah, brother, at the mountain. I want you to contribute. I want you to contribute uh, the details of your experience that you had two weeks ago in the mountains in St. Louis. Right. I, I just wanted I wanted to really put some input on with what your brothers was really talking about because I was um there's this game called Warcraft, and I don't yeah. know if anybody's familiar with that, but um. There's this this is um this is part where you go to the mounds and it's called the Sabbath the Sabbath world of Warcraft where Tom wants to take the dread relic to the writing mound and once they um kill Achna the Death Speakers and Achna the Doom Sayers to collect twenty skulls then they find the writing mound. Um, summary circles in uh, which they be summonizing, they, they summon the circles, and then you must find the coordinates. One of the things I, I want to say is that, you know, we need to coordinate our coordinates because your coordinate your coordinates on Earth, a lot of people are so far gone east and so far gone west, but they don't know that the land that they're standing on right now is very sacred. Every part of the circle is sacred, and you can enter in on each, uh, on any degree on the circle. The point of reference is yourself. And so one of the things that I wanted to say about the serpent mound, which is interesting because of the fact that the serpent mound, um, there was uh, Madame Blavatsky, and uh, she was in search, you know, for this, for this, uh, for this energy and this power. And uh, they was going by the spirit of Moriah. And Moriah which we already know what Moriah actually means. Moriah was a spirit that had taken them to the serpent mound where they found this lapis axili stone. And this was the green stone that is supposed to be uh, the foundation of the country that we're living in right now. And Moriah is actually dealing with the pineal gland, and they found it at the serpent mound. Her mate did why you get on the cornerstones of all of these Masonic lodges and everything, M.M. M.M. means Master Moriah. And if you look at the, the ritual of Hiram Abyss, and Hiram was buried three times and raised three times, and the Rufians buried him in the rubbish of the temple, which also means dealing with the sex and the power turned into food for body to build you know, it up to the brain then um, buried on Mount Moriah, which Mount Moriah is the mind. For the sex powers, the psychic powers, Solomon, you know, was buried body near the sanctum or the, the sanctorium, meaning the sex power, and it turned into the spine, you know. And the brethren, the powers in the body, with the harm, you know, which harm abyss, you know, a, a widow's son alone and wandering alone, the um, elementary canal, since the column of Boaz was broken, Mount Moriah is the head, the Moabite, and Moab is the teacher. And this is where we at right now, dealing with the land of the Moabites. And I'm going to go ahead and put that energy out there like that so, so things can get set off dealing with the Moors and this land and this being the Moabitic, the Moabitic nation of the, of the land of Mo, Mo, Moabites. Or the more land. Or the more land. Yeah, or the more land. We're going to add on to that. We're going to let the, the goddess largest. talk, though, because the goddess wanted to add on. I don't want to cut her off. Quick, real quick, real quick. In the Egyptian Book of the Dead, once, spell 159. 
everything is situated and focused on in the West, in the West. If, it, if it's the West of Kemet or if it was the West of one land mass, is uh, a, a whole chapter in the Book of the Dead, spell 159, on the 14 miles. Just wanted to put that out there. And rituals that can be done, Book of the Dead at the mouse. No doubt. Yes, Queens, please. God, that was powerful. I'm, y'all have to excuse me. I'm just so excited. You know, I mean, <laughs> it is so much. But um, I wanted to definitely add on with the chief numbers for those who wanted to make it to the um, to the Moundsville and um, Detroit, Detroit, Michigan, um, July the 9th, 10th, and 11th, and the 12th. It's 313-742-0471. They also already have the hotel accommodations. And also those who will be navigating in their own land transport, they also rented a van so that when you get here, we can go to at least five mounds. There's over 200,000 mounds here in North America. Family, we need to go activate them. That's what's going spontaneously. Human combust the foolishness. We won't have to worry about it. Our children will stop shooting each other up because it's going to be love sent right. out, which is the most powerful universal energy that we can possess, and we all have it. Right. You know, um, I wanted to make sure I added this vibration on. When we was there, you know how Caucasians like to commemorate their stuff with a, with a, you know, like a engraved um, stone. Well, we read the stone. I wish you would have took a picture of it. It said that they obtained that land in 1888 by a legal description. And family, y'all know right there what that is. Yeah. That's a financial statement. That's a UCC one. All they did was claim it, put a claim on it. They stated that the people who were indigenous to this landmass abandoned it. Because they accepted, they accepted the labels. They accepted slave terms yeah. of either Negro, black, or colored. So they effectively yes. named themselves out of existence. Exactly. And that's this when is, they inherited this is the land. Happened. This is what we happened held on. in my talk. You know what I'm saying? They went most and they the, said that the people no longer exist. Because the census came around and they classified themselves as black, and yeah. they ran into court and they said, "Look, the Montauk Nation no longer exists," and that's how they got the land, and that's how they're holding on to it. You legally, that the people legally, legally, I don't mean to cut you, but I gotta get it out before y'all time around. Legally, you know, they're doing the bullshit census. Black people. Um, I saw a documentary on, on, on how the white people were basically claiming their native ancestry really through race. All they had to have was a certain percentage of blood, and, and if the native so-called tribes that were still existing accepted them in, it was in, and getting casino money and all of that. Most of the historical societies of the states we go to, these mounds, have the bones and can do the, and can do the genetic testing. But... Yep. One of the ways that they legally was able to say that they were Native American was by checking off on the census that they were Native American. And with that, it was a legal document, and it was accepted. So I saw something where a white guy was, you know, he, he basically checked that he was black. Thus, he was black on the box. So you can make, as an indigenous person, any claim you want, but, you know, you have to prove it, I think. So, I mean, we can. We need to start claiming our status. And they have the bones. They have the bones. They can do the testing. They know that's why all the bones is locked up, put away in a box. They give you the pottery to look at and the gold and the metal. Yep. 
have a all lot of changes. All of that changes when we come together. Those naysayers, the people who want to negative talk, people let them just do them until they fall into their own ditches. All we have to do is raise our vibration, and everything else is going to fall into alignment. Exactly. Right. Clean glass, we order next to the dirty glass. We don't. We don't need permission. We don't need paperwork. We don't necessarily need status to turn these mouths on. The only thing is, we need to let our feet touch the ground. That's what we need. That makes them know we're here. That makes them know we're here. As a matter of fact, they removed Negro out of the um the dictionary, and I mean we can go on and on. That makes them know we're here. They removed Negro. Yeah. It's by turning on. It's by turning on the mounds. Do you start the nationality thing? We we're putting the cart before the horse. We have to begin to demonstrate and do these things, like turn on these mounds and demonstrate these five principles that the Moorish nation is built on. Then we could talk about nationality. We're not doing anything before we talk about nationality. We just want to be. We just want to be sovereigns and nationality. Right. No. My thing is this. Right. 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 For nine years now, we've been going to the mountains for nine years, so the work been done has just been sort of like underneath because we ain't had blog talk nine years ago. You see what I'm oh, saying? So, right. but through those so nine years, on, you're, building, you're building a nation. Through those whole yeah. nine years, every it's a it's a it's a plus, and it's an honor that you've been doing it nine years. You dig what I'm saying? And it's a plus and an honor that I've been doing it the many years that I've been doing it because that just means more people. So as we get to this end point where we begin to gel this thing together and nationality is something that we're going to see in our future, I guarantee you that, that we will see a nation that's only of us, of the nobles, of the of, of everybody of a royal bloodline, of everybody of a certain conscious, consciousness. We're going to see that in this lifetime. We're coming to that point. And with that said, so, I want to I wanna, – well, hold on. With that said, I want to mm-hmm. turn on this particular phone line. Caller calling from the 404-587. I also want to preference this call by letting, you know, the listeners know that we have about 13 minutes left on the live stream. So you can also call in to 347-637-2135 if you want to continue this conversation. With no further ado, I want to open up 404-587. Peace to the God. Peace. 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 Peace to the goddess. Peace. Peace. Peace of the God, KT. Peace. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's, it's our night, baby. Let's keep rolling. 13 sacred minutes. I, I want to add on. We were just talking about commerce. One of the Moorish family, one of the Moorish brothers, he's a millionaire. And that's who you're supposed to associate yourself with if that's what you want. You see? Yep. So this guy added on. He like, look, I'm going to create this business cause for just the Moors. Until until we add on to the top, so we're at the top of the pyramid, then we can add everybody else because currency is green, gold, silver. Anyway, um, healingwingscafe.info, healingwings with an S. Basically, it's the science of a coffee, and it's a detox coffee. And also what it does is it heals your body. It extends your sexual experiences. It, it heals like the, the blood vessels and cleanses the blood vessels in your phallus. So you, you add an inch to two inches. You see? So I definitely want to put that out there. It's on the ground floor, Healing. and this is what we need to be doing, healingwingscafe.info. I definitely wanted to add that, put that out there. Yep. Say that's, again, guys. That's a beautiful addition. 
I wanted to definitely add that because we're going to be at the top of this. Usually Caucasians don't let us add on until two years later. By then, everybody that made their money. Right now, we're at the ground ground floor. What I wanted to say is uh, since I've been doing this research on the beverage industry because uh, I created a, a gold water, silver water, and a zinc water beverage called Soul Water, and I also have the CMOS. So I've been researching the industry, and the quote-unquote Caucasian has it hammered in terms of they got it sold up. Like, they just got wild drinks. They just throw a label on something, call it a drink, create a marketing plan for it, and they got it popping. And the majority of it is acid with cute names. You know what I'm saying? So we definitely have to put our foot into the beverage market and something like what she's talking about is a tier system. We can lock down our respective markets, and this can be, you know, the way to generate currency. With coffee, you can compete with Starbucks. With yep. the magic yeah. coffee that's available and with the Healing Wings Cafe and, and you know, with the with the gold water and the silver water, we can compete with the Poland Springs. The bottle, the, water, the bottle water industry is something that they totally have shut down in Hammond, but that's going to change. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Because nobody just thought enough to just come forth and do their own thing. They don't they don't sell you bottles. If you call a distributor, they're like, we don't make water bottles. Why would we do that? Like, because water is the most abundant thing on a flipping planet. But that's something that they don't think that anyone is just going to step forth and do. So, you know, we have to definitely be industrious. You know what I mean? And we have a lecture coming up also, Juneteenth weekend in Ohio. And their family out in Ohio is in the country land where they have farms and they have land available. And it's an open-door policy right now where they like, look, brothers, come down here and build. Got the land. It's available. They are listeners to this show. They are members of the, the divine and national Moorish movement. There are people on the outskirts that are just hearing about what's going on. They have an abundance of, of things, not only land. So don't think that this, you know, this is in lack. There's nothing in lack. Abundance is definitely abundantly available. You know what I mean? It's happening cosmically, and it's happening as well here on the terra firma. So you have to embrace that. Don't forget the Tuesday class. Yes, we have we have a Tuesday class coming up uh, next week. We need a drum roll. We need a drum roll. Black theater. (laughs) Because that's the beginning of. Next Tuesday for everybody in the tri-state area or uh, wherever, any anywhere within traveling distance, we are starting up Tuesdays at the National Black Theater. It's going to be called No the Ledge Theater. And our first, our first, um, our first lecturer. It's not going to be class every week. It's going to be lectures every week with different brothers and sisters within the community that are bringing forth the information, the blue and the red pill. We'll be proudly hosting this event. We're going to be showing videos. We're yeah. going to be doing panel discussions. We're going to talk economics. We're dealing with solutions. Yes. And our first guest is going to be the brother Polite because he gives an awesome lecture. No doubt. Shout out to the brother Polite, like I said. Let me get my contact info if anybody got any questions for me or want to get some of those electromagnetic bunks that I create. Um, oh, they definitely need the site, guys. They can, they can email me at serpentwisdom the number nine at email dot com. 
That's wisdom with an S or a Z. It's all spelled correctly. Serpent wisdom, S-E-R-P-E-N-T-W-I-S-V-O-M, and the number nine at gmail.com. Ghetto Shaman on YouTube, and the rest is history. Indeed. Yes, um, may I make a statement, please? Absolutely. Yes, um, this is Brother Aleem. I definitely want to make a statement about the, um... Peace to the God. Peace, peace. to God. Peace. Brother Aleem. Oh. Peace, peace. Um, I definitely want to say that, um, the trip to the mound, um, to the Serpent Mound was, um, fantastic, excellent, um... I mean, we were just even walking on the land when we first got there, and we was able to see the energy swell up from the land. And, um, I mean, it's just like, you know, if it was like 105 degrees outside and you would look down um, the road, you know, uh, down the street, you know, you know, you would see the um, upswelling of energy off the road. I mean, but it was like 74 degrees, and we was able to see this in the metal field. So, I mean, we already knew that we stepped into um, a high-energy grid, mm-hmm. you know. And then another thing was that Ross um, um, Hamilton, who was the um, curator um, of historical affairs there at the mound, he was like, look, he was able to count the um, amount of black people that have came to the mounds over the last six years that he's been there Ten. on one hand. So when we seen our group, he said, y'all are the most powerful group that, I've, that we have ever had here at the mouth. Mm-hmm. And he's just started divulging information. As a matter of fact, he stated that, um, well, we're glad that y'all are here because we know that y'all built the mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now, this is a, um, you know, guy who looked like he's probably about in his um, 70s, um, approaching his 70s, gray hair. Um, blue eyes, you know, so-called white skin or pale skin. Um, but he was just going metaphysical. He saw that we was metaphysical and we was able to understand what was going on. He just came all out and just divulged everything. Matter of fact, he wanted us to participate in the formation of Ark of the Covenant. That's right. Mm-hmm. And with the Ark exactly. of the Covenant, he said there would be three of them and it would be aligned in certain positions um, because underneath the mound is a crystal ship. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. Yep. The crystal. Yeah. And the barrel. And right. And he yeah. also told, told us. Right. Um. Go ahead. Go ahead. Somebody was getting ready to say something. He he told he told he also told us that the information he was giving us, uh, he couldn't give to white folks because they wouldn't right. be able to uh, understand it. You see. Right. So he pulled out the special. Uh, information on us. This this guy has written uh, two books on uh, this information, and in the book he's talking about a group of people coming, uh, and it was like um, we it was like the return of the gods. And uh, once we left there and activated that energy, this is when all the storms started, you know, stemming from that, and uh, so they will know that we came and we activated and we left. You see, so. Yep. It was a great experience. They recognized us, yeah. and it was uh, uh, they recognized who we were. We were allowed to go up on the mounds where they had right. signs posted saying "Stay on the path," and so all the white people stayed on the stayed on the path. But that didn't apply to us. We went in there and claimed 
what we needed to do, and no one oh, there God. tried to stop us. And was there right. after hours. And was there after hours. So much respect. Yes. yes. Well, that's definitely the first mound that we've gone to where we was allowed to actually do our rituals on top of the mounds. Mm-hmm. Without any harassment. Matter of fact, they told us basically, Ross told us that Don't we can go and do it. Matter of fact, after we finish <laughs> at 5 o'clock, come back up to me and I'll take you all down to the right. uh, portals, um, uh, which was the entrances uh, for these giants, which stood 10 to 12 feet tall. Who was our yes. ancestors? Wow. Who built right. these mounds? Mm-hmm. You know, Ohio right. region area. You know, and uh, uh, as, as no, as no. Oh, go ahead. The the stone that you were talking about, uh, Bolesky, he actually took us after hours down there to energize that stone. We actually went right. through the stone that you were talking about. It's, the four women that Spirit said we put our hands to that stone and we energized it. You see, so I that was our whole purpose for going there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. Crystal. That's right. right. That's right. That, that, that is brother Olivia. It was a capstone. Right, it was a capstone in which that actually went on top of the pyramid, but they hid it. So he took it down near the river so that the sisters can actually put their energy into it to reactivate um, mm. um, the crystal um, um, ship in which wow. that is beneath wow. the mound. That's right. I, I know I'm going tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could go tomorrow again. I'm sorry. Look, y'all, it's like 20-something seconds remaining. Call in, in. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And know the ledge oh, no. coming from Surface Mound. Oh, no. 347-637-2135. I don't know if you remember me, Brother Lean, but I gave you that footage I took at the mounds in Macon that had what appeared to be those UFOs. I still got it. No doubt. You're the first person I gave it to. Okay. Yeah, all things come full circle. This is this is an amazing confirmation. I mean, just think about the spiritual energy that's connected on this phone where our ancestors are able to rejoice by actually connecting the dots under the stars and constellations via blog talk, via the air, via Mercury, via yeah. Gemini. It's just an amazing thing. You know what I'm saying? That all of our experiences are connected. Collectively, but we that same spirit. Go ahead, go. Now, I like to add one thing. Um, there's a cat by the name of Ellicott, and this cat, he went and started grafting. He was a surveyor. He went to start doing all of the state lines and everything, um, and they put a, They called it later Ellicott lines, but the way he was able to do the uh, geometrics on these states by by mounds. So all of these states that we're living in that they got, you know, we already know states is, is dealing with consciousness, but these states is based on mound lines. And if you look right. it up, Ellicott and mound lines, and then you'll start getting, going into the lanes and the geometrics of, of why we in prison right now in, this, in these uh, geometrics that we're in. We yeah. have to intone these states of consciousness that we in, and that's to get back at them with the psychic energies. Because when I was out at Cahokia, there were 120 mounds out there, and only thing that was pulling out of those mounds was Moorish effigies with feathers right. on. Mm-hmm. 
with feathers on. Right yep. off the Mississippi River, the Cano- the Cahokia Canal. So, um, uh, and um, the the ghetto shaman had set me up with some brothers out there, and and the um and the shaman told me when you go out there, look at this, look at these libraries, look get this information and start installing, and that's what we did. Peace. Yeah, when when you go into those uh those museums they have in there, that you can see the uh, the features of the pottery and, and really make a good connection. Oh, yeah. Also, what the ghetto shaman didn't get a chance to know to discuss when he was just talking about the video that he sent me um, up the mounds there um, in um, Georgia. Um, the interesting thing was is that there was aircraft or I should say spaceships or what is referred to as UFOs on which that was hovering uh, within view um, of the mounds and of being there at the mounds. Yeah. Tell him how long mm-hmm. ago that was, Aline. And he, and he caught this on video. Um, and yeah. sent it to me, and this had to be around what, 2004, 2003? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When you came to um, Georgia for that lecture back in the day, right when right. I first moved here. Right. Mm hmm. Yo, I'm here to test this stone mountain is a spaceship. Right like that. It's a spaceship buried at all of the mounds. Every single, every, every single place that is the central point, see, what we found out was or realized was that the story that they give us as far as the Anunnaki coming here and crash landing in, um, in 50 different ships, okay, and six of them actually being uh, taken by the Draconian uh, and, uh, and Zeta Reticulan, um, then those crafts fell into particular spots. Well, every area where those crafts fell, we then set up our strongholds, we buried the crafts, and um, and then set up our cities around it. Yep. Yes, Brother Yazoo, can you please tell the story that was on the side of the particular mound that you visited in Kohikia? Brother Yazoo? Yeah, we got to do a part two, maybe next week. Oh, well, we got to do a visual, um, yeah, and we got to do a, a, a notalist TV segment of this where it's visual. They deserve that. Brother KT, you still, are you there yet? I want to turn on the uh, the remaining lines with their hands up before they cut, cut off the call queue. So caller calling from 770-736. You and I are rocking with the best. Peace. Peace caller, seven seven zero. Shut down, baby. It's, it's, I keep telling you, it's shut down. Let the dogs. Aline, go ahead. I, I definitely. Yeah, Aline, you there? Oh yes, I'm here. Peace, peace. Brother, please, can you bless yeah. us and just go in, man? This is totally your floor right here. We've been waiting for you to come on the show. And and it's only right that you come on such a historic night such as this. So can you please give us an update as to what Brother Aleem has been doing? You know oh, what I'm um, well, um, we have a book in which that is in publishing right now. It's called The First World Order. Um, basically, it's the return of the ancient ones um, of this knowledge, of this wisdom, um, of this understanding of us being the original inhabitants of this landmass. Um, so we document um, our historical information 
um, from every source that we can possibly find. And um, it's what they're trying to do. Exactly. The book is called The First World Order. Aline, yes. um, when I was in my travels, I was out in your part of town. And right. Brother Chris told me you was out there. I didn't know you was out there. So, you know, I had made my trek to uh, Town Creek, and I had a beautiful experience there that I okay. talked about earlier tonight. And um, when I went there, they just bowed down and opened up. They took me in the back room, showed me their Hubble telescope, and told me if I could get ten or more people, we could come out there at night and right. observe the stars. Right. And they gave me yew palm branch uh, tree leaves to make my black drink that they have in the altar in that mound um, on the shelf with the cut right. shell. Wow. So, it's some organized out there and most of the times we can't get out there at night when the energy is great. Yeah, that's what we've been going at for the last six years is to the Town Creek. And for the last three years, we've been holding our annual events out there every um, spring equinox um, there at the Town Creek Mounds. But um, we're going to begin to start going to these other mounds because we have to begin to start activating those also. And um, there's some mounds in which that, um, like um, Brother um, um, Tamu would tell you, like the last time in which that the mound, uh, the Serpent Mound actually been activated was around 5,000 years ago. And matter of fact, the man, uh, Ross um, Hamilton, he conf he confirmed it. He said it, um, that the mound was built around 5,000 years ago. And he said that that's probably was the last time in which that was activated. But that's why he was adding us into the play because he knew who we were. And he was like, well, look, um, I think we have to build the Ark of the Covenant, um, three of them, in which that would um, reactivate this mound to the way that it originally was. Right. So, I mean, uh, we probably had to be, because you, we, we know that each mound is based off uh, astrological um, um, alignment or star um, grouping or constellation. Like um, the Serpent Mound is based off of Draco. Well, in Cambodia, in Angkor Wat, is based yep. off Draco. The exact same pattern. Both around the exact same time um, were built, which was around 5,000 years ago. So that's mm -hmm. no coincidence. You know, so um, we know, you know, that each mound that we go to, we have to find the astrological alignment you know, so that not only do we have the um, the energy grid um, with the um, ley lines um, and the energy patterns, you know, based off the of latitude and longitude, which are, of course, imaginary lines, but it's based off the magnetic points of the north and south pole. But we also have the astrological alignment in which that, um, of course, as above, so below, as within, so without. It can realign us properly too, which is referred to as our chakra systems and our states of consciousness. So um, it, it's very powerful, you know, um, going to these mounds. And like my wife said, the most powerful one so far has been um, um, the Serpent Mound that I've gone to, and we've gone to at least nine different mounds. Uh, have you been to um, Moundville in Tuscaloosa? Um, down in um, Alabama? Yes, sir. Yes, we have. We have gone there oh. twice. Okay. Very powerful mounds there. Yeah, that's Very where powerful. I made contact there. They, they, Very they powerful. Travel. 
out. Yeah, they turned me out, out rather. Also, uh, I would like yeah, to add yeah, that. Still, um, I would like to add that um, that um, at Serpent Mound, you know, uh, for for the connection that um, Brother Ross Hamilton was saying that for each state from Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, uh, Virginia, Ohio, Michigan, that those are the chakras, and that he was stating that. Uh, Serpent Mound was the chakra for URL, and it just so happened that uh, Sister Myra had made contact with um, URL. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sister Myra, you still there? I guess, and for those who don't know who URL is, um, he would be referred to in Hebrew as being the fire or the light of God. But then the Latin terminology, he would be referred to as Lucifer. Mm-hmm. The light bearer. Right. Oh, yeah. Morning star. So, but, the morning. Right. Venus. Right, the star of the morning or the morning star. Um, and it, it's, I, I definitely was doing a solar ritual as the sun rose on that Saturday morning. You know, we had stopped for, for gas, and I was solar gazing and just receiving the energies, and that sun was... Tremendously Amen. strong, and we was that's Earth. we were standing right there in Ohio Saturday morning, charging up in that surrounded sun. by yeah, that's surrounded amazing. by monumental mountains, monumental yeah, but feeling the pyramid, feeling the energy as we moved through the grid, it was all being absorbed. It was very powerful to the point that, like I said, we opened up a portal. So y'all was there like 30 all minutes that I don't remember. Huh? Y'all was there the same time we was there. Y'all was there this past weekend, too. This, sat, this yes. past Saturday? No, we were driving yeah. through the turnpike. Yeah, yeah we were driving. We, right. we went through Ohio we on Saturday. Through. Right. Yeah. That's beautiful, yo. What time did going, y'all pass going, through Ohio? Going on our way to Detroit. We, we passed, was going to the Detroit we lecture. Was, we, was in, we passed through Ohio maybe through the hours of six all the way up to eight and from the hours of eight to nine we passed through michigan getting into detroit we came into detroit a little bit after nine ran out of gas right at the exit like we rolled yeah. to the exit to come into detroit, detroit. so you know that we, was we were the ancestors in the morning okay saturday morning we came through during the morning we charged the sun Right in, uh, you know, when we stopped in Ohio, that's the same rays that was beaming on y'all, guiding you yep. to your particular path. Us as Scorpios, y'all locking in that serpent mound with the Draco system, dealing with the gateways, the Gemini, the twins, opening the way, coming through, going through, doing everything that you do. It was all connected. And, and it made that yeah. and Michigan, we, and I, where there's also mound country, there was miles not too far away from where we were at, giving a lecture at, with a, a when the Valentine was giving a lecture, you know, and um, it, 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 it just made the connection and correlations. And all of that work that you did, even we're talking about ourselves, but let's talk about Phil Valentine and the lecture that he laid out and the importance of the lecture that he laid out and the message that he said in that lecture and the monumental statements that he made. So, it's not even about, it's more so about you. Everybody was in Serpent Mound doing that work, and that work went right up into Detroit. He said, oh, he, 
around and said what was going to happen, and they killed the little girl the next day. Damn. He let the people know, listen, we could talk about everything else, but let's deal with the obvious that there's war going on outside. No man is safe. We are functioning in a society that we have no truly understanding of what happened to us. I mean, Hiram doesn't know why he got put to sleep, and he surely doesn't know who put him to sleep because he's dealing with the belief systems and the religions that put him to sleep. Right, so he dealt directly with that to shatter that. Then in in Amas, you know what I'm saying, explaining the whole aspect of how the uh, three-headed beast is connected to he put it on Akhenat, and, and, you know, he demonstrated and made a presentation that, again, has a connected and correlating factor because Aton is what Akhenaten brought forth, and we're talking about Ra and the Solar, this, and we're talking about the uh, the morning star referred to as Lucifer, which brings it back to Venus, which brings it, you know, so all of these things are connected, correlated, and all of our experiences are part of the collective, and the collective is benefiting from all of the works that we are doing, you know what I'm saying? We're benefiting from the love and the gratitude that the collective is feeling from the works that we're doing. Oh, you know I mean? So if I if when I see that sister, the, the baby make transition, and her divine age was seven, I know that that was still in, in the way that my eyes are seeing it, an angelic sign, because heaven must come forth from that hellish experience that they're putting that family through. But you know, the lessons say that you have to go through hell to get right. You know what I mean? How much more can the moon take? Huh? Stop the science on the moon and the seven. The moon and the seven? Yeah, the correlation between her being seven and the new moon just coming in. Well, the new moon, as as Sister Myra said, was a new moon in Taurus, which is an extremely strong energy. And, um, you know, at this particular time, we are approaching Saturn going direct, and that same particular energy was present during this time last year when the brother Michael Jackson made transition. And that's a direct connection to the number seven. And, of course, he comes from Indiana, from the Ben Ishmael tribe that's up in that particular area in that region. So that resonant frequency has a, a connecting correlating factor. So when we strip down these incidents and we look at the numbers, we can see that there's still things that are happening that are on a higher, more divine level that, you know, people probably can't see if they're dealing with it with emotionalism. You know what I mean? And, and, and the best way to, you know, revenge that particular situation is, again, to honor our ancestors. You know what I mean? Because when your eyes are open to the fact that this is warfare, by far spiritual warfare, you know what I'm saying? So you're going to need spiritual guidance in spiritual warfare. You're going to need spiritual assistance in spiritual warfare. And the best way to obtain that is by honoring thy mother and thy father. You know what I'm saying? Mother Nature is already enacting her level of rectitude on those, you know what I'm saying, places and those things that, you know, that, that are deemed 
unwarranted and unworthy to continue, you know what I'm saying, to share the space of this planet. You know what I'm saying? These fuckers is going in. So, you know, the time has come where where, where they got to go. And see, those types of events make us, you know, make us add on with our minds and our emotions, and then it changes things. You know, God mm-hmm. God to create their own atmosphere, their own environment. That type of stuff makes you just, you know, add on. You know, so. Right, I, even I'm more so, I'm like, all right, you know, yeah. those valleys that I've seen open in Ohio, we need to go populate those valleys. We need to create our own towns. The commerce could be done right on the interstate. The, I have the highways right there. You can manufacture yeah. and flourish in environments like that and now deal with trade. You know what I'm saying? As long as there's a Wi-Fi connection in the post office, your business could be global. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Let them have them cities. Let's go back to yeah. nature. Let's get our mind rights and do things for 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 those in the cities that still want to deal with that concrete existence. And that's, that's the reason why they put yeah. concrete over over dirt in New York. It's the reason why this is a concrete jungle. But this yeah. is a jungle nonetheless. True. Yeah. I'm glad you said that, God, because the people who live around them now, they know exactly who built them. It's mostly Caucasians that happen in it. And also they they, they growing old. And everybody know the energy from that now. Everybody. Nobody did not know. Yo, it, it's hard for them to front on you. The, the people that live around the mound, it's hard for them to front on you. I seen YouTube clips where those Tamahoos was giving it up. They was oh, like, what? yo, these the mounds is the oldest joints here. The indigenous people left them. They mm-hmm. they even go as so far to say, you know, our ancestors, but I understand what they mean when they say it because they're speaking from an aspect where they're engulfed in the spirit of that place. You know what I mean? So oh. their humbleness to nature allows them to understand and realize who the gods are, and those are the people Noah Drew Ali spoke of that will be willing to put in and do the work for you and hand you the keys when you show up. But you have to show up. Your feet have, have to, to touch the ground. Yeah. This is not a transcendental experience, and you can't do it on YouTube. Yep. You got to show up in proper personia. That is the golden key that opens up all gates at this point. You have to show up knowing who you should. The, game, the name of the game is Know Thyself. So <laughs> on this level, Know Thyself is proper personia. What is your nationality? Who are you? And not, don't just say it. When you go places, exude that. They will open up the doors. This is what we are witnessing. They're saying, well, God, it's, it's about time. Thank you for coming. You know we're in a nice ending. Don't worry. We got this. Watch out. Let's take care of this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that that stage at this point, it's, there, it's, it's, it's here right now, and it's happening. You know what I'm saying? And all we're saying is, you know, especially for my brothers and sisters in Detroit, you have options right now. Your options is to come together as a group. Don't try to do it as one man. We have to adapt to the ways of the survival tribes that we pay attention to. Let's stop getting caught up in ourselves. Pay attention to the Africans and respect what they do. Pay attention to what the Haitians and the Mexicans do and respect what they do because they're showing you tribal tactics on how to survive inside of this matrix. Get together with 10 of you that can get along in your conscious. Stop worrying about everything external to you and go ahead and buy you some land and start up your nation. The nation is already here. This is, we, we, we'll never have to do another lecture in the world. 
you know what I'm saying, to prove the importance of having a nation and, and who we truly are. That has been proven divinely, and it's been proven factually. So all it is right now is we have to demonstrate and show and prove there's land waiting for us right now. We could live in the city and have land at the same time and still survive. Mm-hmm. Straight like that. But the key to what we see in these maladies and whatnot, don't be afraid of earthquakes. Don't be afraid of tornadoes. Don't be afraid of floods. Those are plagues, and those are things that your ancestors have control of, and they have been aiming it everywhere except where you live for the longest. We are so goddamn um, gullible, and we we so full of ourselves that we don't even know. We don't get all these hurricanes. We don't get all these floods. They'd be in towns that we never heard of. Feel what I'm saying? It's never in the friendly states. It's never in Atlanta, uh, D.C., V.A., and all of that stuff. It's in West Virginia, North Dakota, Oklahoma, all of these places where our ancestors have not forgot what happened to them, and they put it in the work from a divine, from a divine sphere in, in existence, from other dimensions. But also, if you were to realize that and pay homage to that, this shit would pick up ten times more than where it's at at this point. But we must activate, and activating exists within the mounds. The mounds are the batteries that will activate you to put you on a path that you are truly here to do. Don't get caught up with continental uh, geography areas. Everything is on Google Map right now. If, you, if it's all about Kemet and if it's all about Africa, go to the jungles and the forests of Pennsylvania and whatnot. If you can't make it to Africa, live that jungle life. Live that forest life. We're not even doing that. If you're Caribbean and things of that nature, you have to get back to the jungle life. You have to get back to the forest life, build earth villages, monolithic domes and things of that nature. This is the future. You know? Yes. You can't be around skyscrapers. I want to ask again, is, is Sister Myra still on the phone? Is the mother goddess still there? Peace. I'm here, brother KB. Yeah, I want also, you know, because I know that you're in possession of some documents that are, you know, very ancient. Or I shouldn't say very ancient because the documents weren't written that long ago, but they're about some very ancient information, and they haven't, you know, been perused by the eyes of, you know, what I'm saying many people in our circle. And it's dealing with the history of us in this particular landmass. Can you go into some of that and explain some of the findings that you found scholastically that deal with our, um, you know, information of our existence here? Well, yeah, I, I have some stuff that's come into my hands over over the years of of researching. But first and foremost, I want to say that a lot of the information that I've obtained has come to me over the years of being very, very patient and and I and I give it a, the the attributes to the mounds of opening the way and unlocking a lot of the mysteries. Um some stuff that's writ not even written, but I knew that once I began to present information or would step out publicly and present information, I knew the mortals would want to see something tangible. And um, you know, I have a bunch of books that I've got from different people around the country who's purchased unks and, and I've bought it with them and, you know, 
and I have some some books that you know just um, some real books written by these different universities who hold the keys to locking us down and doing their research from Harvard or Stanford, their reference book material, you know, and and and, and you know their excavations and their interpretations of what they found and what they saw or interaction with the natives, knowing that a lot of the uh, natives were doing interaction with Africans and, and, and even portrayed them as their gods. And that confused the cracker when he was over here. So, um, you know, I haven't deeply delved into a lot of them, but I've went through them just to prove my point in trying to make an Olmec connection in the Americas, anything to make a connection to our people here that what happened in, you know, the south of this land is, is truly connected. And, um, yeah, I do have a good amount of books and information on those subjects. So, you know, everything I do is intuitively, and, and it comes from the right brain. And when I get into the left part, you know, it just stalls a lot of things I want to do, but I want to be right and correct when I come out for those who challenge. Indeed. And they, you know, hopefully we'll be honored to actually join you at that inaugural lecture. You lay that information out. You know, we still are putting together the show dealing with time in the technosphere and the information that was presented in that book. And we're going to go beyond Arguelles because, you know, you don't want to put me on, especially to the fact that that individual has problems recognizing, realizing, and acknowledging the Olmec origins of, of stuff that he's speaking on. So, you know, we, we're we going to do what needs to be done in regards to that. I want to take a music break for a minute because, you know, we need to stop and acknowledge the release today of Distant Relatives by Nas and Damian Marley. This is some of the most profound lyrics that I've ever heard, you know what I'm saying, coming out of the vessel of the Godson. And he has many Illmatic rhymes that, you know what I'm saying, people need to salute, but the stuff he's saying on this joint is right and exact, and Damien Marley is providing the background that we have always wanted to see, especially those of us who who have lived amongst, you know, our reggae bedroom, you know what I'm saying, and us coming from Flatbush, especially, we wanted to see the reggae and the rap mix done perfectly, and I'm, I'm glad to say that in my years of life, I've lived to see this combination put forth in the project, it's called Distant Relatives. If you want music that you can ascend to, I recommend this. I'm going to play a track off of this joint called Promised Land. Nas, Damien, Molly, featuring Dennis Brown. Nine, nine, Push that 
go in a chat, magic kingdom in a Egypt, in the Delta in Sudan. The Congo like Colorado, Fort Knox in Japan. People living in Morocco like the state of Oregon. I see you want my son Arizona, bring your son lotion. Early morning class of yoga on the beach in Senegal. Ethiopia, the capital, the Congress. And I say so I belong, I did the king come from. I can see us all in limo. Princesses, heiresses, bunch of kings and queens. Trust, I picture fortress for kids out in Port-au-Prince. Powerless, they not allowed to fit, but not about to slip. Vision, promised land with fashion like Madison Ave, Manhattan, Saxon, Fabin, Rodeo, relaxing, popping labels. Promised lands, no fables. This where the truth's told. Use them two holes above your nose to see the proof, yo. Imagine a contraption that could take us back when the world was run by black men. Back to the future, anything could happen. If these are the last days and hundred foot waves come crashing down, I get some hash, some pounds, pass around some buds and watch the flood. Can't stop apocalypse, my synopsis is catastrophic. If satellites is causing earthquakes, will we survive it? Honestly, man, it's the sign of the times and the times at hand. Ohio, 
and it's been quieted. I don't even think the people in Ohio really realize what was taken out of these mounds. And the power and the energy that you're bringing to these mounds right now is just so significant. But this, this needs to be documented. It needs to be documented so that all those that are conscious and all those that are seeking consciousness will be aware and have a, a, a starting point from which to, to build upon. And, you know, I'm a writer myself. My name is Lawrence, and I'm out of Connecticut. And, and you, you reached so. out to writers and producers, Peace God, and you said, Absolutely. you know, this is something that, that, that needs to happen. Well, it does need to happen. I mean, video producers need to come on. I think we need about maybe, you know, six, seven cameras and really to join you on your journeys as we take this trip and, and really document this so that this information is out there for the people. And I, I just want to celebrate in what you're doing. I say this definitely needs a part two in this show that you're doing and also a part three so that we can bring this about so that we can do the work. And I just want to support you, brothers and, and you sisters, in everything that you're doing. I mean, I really do. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. We have to build. And Make sure that you uh, sign up to notalegemedia.ning.com. Please visit that site. That's just not a site parked up. That's actually a vehicle that we are using to make this, uh, this relationship that we have over the air a reality in real life, the terra firma, to make things happen and also to enhance ourselves uh, economically. So, no doubt. No you know, doubt. Post, that, I, I, post that in the chat so that, that all those that are really looking to commit to the work can, 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 can see that, and we can all go ahead and, and make that connection because yeah, that is definitely necessary. Yeah, it's going down. Uh, I would like so, to that add that it's going down. Am I there? Am I there? Yes, you are. Am I still on? Well, I would like to add also, I have, I have at least the last seven to eight years of, of um, footage myself um, at these mounds and at their different um, museums on site, you know, talking to the people there, you know, my national treasure. But um, I'm offering, you know, anyone who has, you know, in my locality or New York, that I could sit in with and help edit the footage that I have because I have over like twenty, like ten tapes of, of, of landscaping, and I'm no professional editor, so I just want to put that out there. Get at me, yeah, Serpent Wisdom number nine at Gmail. No doubt, no doubt. Post that in the chat, brother, and we definitely will be connecting because I'm in New York, out of Connecticut. I'm there in half an hour, and and we definitely going to build on this without a doubt. No doubt. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I commend you, brothers, on the work you're doing. Continue to do the work. And I, I'm looking forward to really feeling that energy, brother. I mean, the mounds. I mean, and, and I know you can't expound on everything that, that you're feeling and the things that you're experiencing, but, but I, I can just right. feel the energy because it, it all connected. It's all synchronicity. Because at yep. the time that I heard Dr. Blair say that about the mounds, it was like, and it was just a couple of days ago that I heard that lecture, and then next thing I know, bow, I got this, and, and it was like right there confirmation of everything that I was thinking about. Sure, There's some mounds out there in Absolutely. And look up that movie, Native American, Native New Yorker, Native New Yorker. It's a 13-minute movie. Uh, uh, in fact, I'll post a link in the web. Um, you can go get it. It's a shaman traveling through 
this inner cities of uh, New York City, and it was during the time of uh, 9-11, so they actually was able to get that on film. And what he does is, is he takes train rides and walks throughout the city, and where, you know, he's going is, is a lot of sacred uh, sites that were uh, very um, sacred to to his his native people there. So he's, he's going through Standing Rocks and down Broadway, which was a native trail all the way into Wall Street, where they happened to catch the buildings collapsing. So it was amazing. And um, it's a 13-minute silent film, and it's a powerful film. So it's going to take some research to find out where exactly he was because, you know, all of us from New York feel like we know every place, but I'm looking at some places like, where the hell is he, you know? (laughs) Right, right, right. Now, please drop that link in the chat. I'm saying. I most certainly will, brothers. Again, I commend you. I'm going to let someone else speak, but again, you know, part two and part three, just continue to build, my brothers, indeed. No doubt. Absolutely, brother. Indeed. Peace. Peace. I have another caller calling from the 773 area code. I want to turn the phone line on for 773-824. Peace. Peace, caller. 773, peace. That's a shot. Where you at? Shout out to A.A. Rashid for the excellent, excellent show that he did um, on Friday. Absolutely, on Friday, you know what I'm saying, the the, the God held it down, definitely uh, opened a portal, you know what I'm saying, with that conversation that he had with the people on Friday, a lot of healing took place, you know what I'm saying, I've been getting nothing but positive, positive affirmations that people are just hit me on the email and on the Facebook and, and, give, and phone calls as well, just speaking about how that real talk benefited them in terms of helping them get forward and, and start actually dealing with those core issues. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? They appreciated so that. Switch so Rabbi else. pulled out the therapy couch to cyberspace and did what it do. You know what I mean? And I commit, I salute him for that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you might have a rabbi show coming up in the future. You know what I mean? And it's well worth it if it does come up. Because this is all about getting on these platforms that's out here and doing what it do, you know what I mean? Putting out this stuff that they never expected or maybe they did expect on these platforms and taking advantage of them. You know what I'm saying? There's there's never such a thing as too much information and there's damn sure never such a thing as I've heard too much of this guy. You know, we are living in the now. We are living in the moment. We are living in the future, so there's no such thing as you've heard enough because you never even heard the whole story. You know, you know what I mean. So, whoever whoever gets up here and they share their information and they shine their light, that's you know what I mean. That should be received. You know. So, Absolutely. commend them, brother. You know what I'm saying, yeah. Hold on, one second. Let me do it the proper way. 
me do this for the brother, for the beast. Legal shot. So the switchboard is active. Oh, no. Bringing this information right. forth. 
every 50 years later they want to release the information, but um, which which is older, you know? I mean, I don't know. But my energy tells well, me it, that it, it, something different. It's yeah, worth noting that in the Huffington Post, they just threw an article out. It said the oldest pyramid tomb ever discovered in Mexico. So we're talking about the ancient and Mexican civilization. We, we you have know, going all the, the way bird, to, to the Almec. The uh, bird mound. But, you know, it's not, yeah, it's not properly dated because when people hear Olmec, they only want to think about 3,500 years ago when the, the you know, the information that's being found here disputes that. You're talking about a civilization that has been there that has no date. I have magazine articles where they just try to, what they're trying to do is, and if you notice in, in any of your research, what they're trying to do is, is discredit the African and his involvement. So they will attribute uh, all of your, 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 your science to, to the existing natives and say, well, this is them and put their face on it. And 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 just discredit the mother culture of of Mesoamerica, and I have a few magazines on those articles. Um, you know, uh, islands they found the size of Manhattan off the coast of Georgia, which has been deemed a whole archaeological site um, that they've been digging um, for 20 years now, and they found what they call slaves built, buried under a church. At the at the altar, which they found glass beads on their necks with crucifixes, which attributes to the Gullah uh, culture beading and the sciences that they deal with their artistry, um, and, and tried to call them slaves. And they were uh, churches on this island, very similar to the ones that the Christians go into. So you know they're trying to cover up everything and re put it out and publish it like it's fact, and, and in the back of the magazine, all these different authors, they're out doing the work, giving lectures, and I say, you know, if you're buying their books and giving them credit, you know, I like to give them a discredit if they're liars, you know, and um, go to their lectures and question they ask. Yeah. Put them on the scope, man. Hey, we, we have to revise literature the same way that they revise our literature. It's our turn. It's, it's our time to do the same to what they tell our us. story. Yeah. Yes. That, that, we have all of the tools way. and the platform yes. necessary where we yep. can tell our story uninterrupted. You feel me? And then we can take it into a form of quote unquote debate if that's what, you know what I'm saying, we decide even needs to be done or we have the time to do. My whole thing yeah, is. Yeah, I feel, I feel like, I feel like we. That's why I think the brother Ali. Yeah, I feel like we have to um, stand up because for 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 eons basically they've lied about our history and now that they can see that we're waking up um, now you find you know Caucasians um, I'm I'm not a racist in that sense you know I'm I'm gonna let you have it if I see that you're an author of history and you're a liar about it you know. Mm-hmm. And, and things like that. So when I say crack, I'm not being racist. I'm just, I'm just on their ass about it. And um, I feel like you know, nothing is 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 authentic until we've pineal tripped on 
what 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 uh the archetypes on the wall say i mean they they come through and they give us a a a, a point of reference mm-hmm. you know but until you go there and pineal tripping and you know and then interpret it yourself then what the gods say is what it is yep so you know put the question on them cuz they they're coming in to our lanes now and, and trying to confuse the truth seekers that that Kemet wasn't black or the Olmecs didn't do this or do that. You have a lot of Caucasians, few Caucasians coming into our lanes and confusing our people with their writers white talk. You they know, have a million. They have a, they have a multi-million dollar demonstration on 44th Street and Times Square with King Tut, where the whole demonstration is basically indoctrinating anybody who does not know thyself. Can you talk about it? Well, oh I yes, mean, indeed. It's all, it's all it's all propaganda, you know. In my eyes, I mean, um, I mean, you can so, see that. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, there are many who can't see that. Yeah, yeah well, it's our job. It's, it's our job to keep driving the nail home every day. You have to compete with the television. That uh, yep. you know, the television in Hollywood to me is the most. Uh, racist thing alive today as they play like they're not. I mean, they, every they role that down. we play is 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 ridiculous. I get tired of, and I wanted to put out there also that you know I you know I dig the brothers and what y'all doing when y'all decode these movies. But a lot of times I'm just so fed up in giving them the money and going to decode it. It's like we 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 got to move on in a sense, you know. Um, because they're, they're not we portraying to, yeah. our story. They're never going to tell our story, man. Exactly. Yeah. We have to take the decoding that we did with their movies and use that to code our movies. It's about decoding their stuff to learn how to code our stuff because we're identifying how it is that they do the subliminal writing and this is the subliminal suggestions. And all we have to do is take that and we utilize it to our benefit. That's not what we're not doing that. You know what I mean? People do a lot of decoding, but how many black movies have you had to, to decode? Hmm. See what I'm saying? They, they, they. My thing is this. My thing is this. By decoding, we're explaining that our story is being told to us. It just has a different skin on it. So if you can find yourself in the mythos, then ultimately you can own the mythos because our story is written. It's written everywhere. And there are some that are still struggling with their place and position in those particular stories. When you've kind of left messages to yourself, that someone else might come along now and they swear they got a gem and they just putting all their energy into actually creating what ends up being a template for you to see yourself. Like, so what Keanu Reeves is the complexion? They're showing you that he got black hair. Well, no, that's, a, that's a hell of a movie, that. I, I, right, I but I'm talking about even, even movies like National Treasure. And, 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 huh? Avatar. I, I couldn't. I hated Avatar. I, I hated National Treasure. The last one with a with an all Mac uh, was the center of the whole piece of the movie and the Crystal Skull. I, I, I liked them, but like Avatar is just basically. I thought they was going to take it there, but it's no different than what the beast does down here to the native people, you know. So I was, like, really, like, ah, why was it so successful? Just as templates. 
just has templates. And we have to start moving towards the next dimension. Let's start decoding the daily news and, and, and things like that, that they're going to see all these commercials that they see that's controlling and taking away our economics because we open up businesses. And, and how do you compete with the marketing of, 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 a, of a company that's coming on thousands of dollars a day and people walk right past your shit and go to the, the, the archetype or the name brand of a, of a Walmart or Exxon or, or Pepsi rather than Seven Heaven. You feel me? We need to start counteracting what they're doing every day, all day around the clock, you know, and, and having our people start seeing the, the natural decoding in the, in the news, certain words they say, you know, some Manchurian candidate stuff, like people just wake up and start bugging out and shooting up stuff, like, for real. I, I think we just need to start decoding on a, on a, on a whole other level um, from the newspapers and the magazines, things that our people touch every day and see every day, you know, from the street signs to the billboards, you know, they, they don't want your mind to think for itself not one second of the day because as soon as you walk out your house, everything is, is signs, signs, signs. Don't do this. Walk, stop, run. Signs, signs, and more signs. Life is one big road with a lot of signs. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, not for one minute do, do, do we shut down our melanin like uh, 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 Delbert Blair says or Dr. Richard King says, before we go to sleep, like take 13 minutes out of the day to shut down your melanin and reflect on your day and then project what you want to do the next day and, and work to achieve it and keep a dream journal. Between the hours of 11 p.m. and 4 a.m., you should be in darkness so your pineal could be recharging itself. So not if you're a shaman. Know the ledge. Huh? I said not if you're a shaman. I mean, <laughs> it's a joke. I mean, you know, people could adapt whatever level of, of, of practice that they choose to to do whatever ritual that they need to. But for those, you know, that are not doing that particular practice and they want to charge their pineal between the hours of 11 p.m. and 4 a.m., should be in darkness charging the pineal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Letting the uh, melatonin do its proper thing. It's, it's important to be out in the day, sun gazing, um, um, uh, feeding your melanin during the day, uh, and, and building the proper serotonin levels so that you can extract that through pineal activity in your dream state. Indeed. Then wake up remembering. Yeah, like you said, keep a journal and, um, you know, take note of, of your dreams. That's the real world. That's imperative. And the most important thing that supersedes all on a level of importance, and everything is connected and it all has its level of importance, and, um, you know, not necessarily to put it above and beyond everything else on the list, but breathing, the art of the breath, you know what I'm saying, the art of actually doing diaphragmic breathing where we're pulling in from the diaphragm and exhaling through the nose instead of pulling in through the chest and getting shallow breaths. You know what I'm saying? The breath of life is everything. 
because we can call with ourselves whatever we want. We can have status, sovereignty, ben, Dima Benz or Bentleys. You know what I'm saying? But if you stop breathing for eight minutes, your ass is up out of here. So we all need breath, and it's important that we breathe proper because that can change your life instantaneously. So diaphragmic shallow breathing, diaphragmic breathing versus shallow breathing is, is what we need to be demonstrating. We actually need to do a YouTube clip we were showing the family where to pull the breath from and how to expel it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I want to say thank you to the Ghetto Shaman, you know what I'm saying, for walking us through another wonderful classical episode of Nodalez Radio. Like the brother said, we definitely need to bring forth part two and a part three and just continuously reinforce this point that is going to resonate on every level with everyone that it comes into contact with because instinctively, indigenously, you all have connections to this mound civilization. And this information is going to resonate. And when you are passing the mounds on the highway now, you're going to see it totally uh, different other than just a heap of rock. Natural land formations, you know what I'm saying? Carved into the side of the highway. They got mounds up and down. All of these highways, you know, all of these places are there for particular reasons. The geodetics, the sacred geometric, and all of that is, is, is you know, you understand it subconsciously, so just tap into it. And with that, I want to say thank you. Thank you to, you know, my co-host, Brother Red Pill. And um, we're going to bring you another classical episode. It's coming Friday. All right. Thank you for having me. You know, I don't come out much, but thank you for having me. Peace. Absolutely, brother. Peace. Brother Red Pill. All right. Well, guess that's it, family. We have about roughly a, a minute, minute and a half left, so definitely ride it out. Uh, I'm gonna play this song in and out. This is Ancient People coming from Nas, Damian Marley. Peace. No Everything is based upon the foundation.